0: It's game day. And time for Red Rebel football on your home for Rebel Radio, 95.7 Duke FM. The Rebel Radio crew was about to set the stage for what hopes to be another Red Rebel victory on the Kitchen Tune Up pregame show. Tell Mama and them to get set for the Twin City Certified Maryville Game of the Week. And look out, because here come those Rebels.
1: Good game day to you and welcome to Rebel Radio Live from Skeeter Shield Stadium on the campus of Maryville High School for your Twin City certified in Maryville game of the week and the kitchen tune-up pregame show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz and tonight it's homecoming week here at Maryville High School and the Rebels host the Bulldogs of Bearden High School. The Bulldogs come into tonight at 3-1 and one with wins over Oak Ridge, Hardin Valley, and South Doyle. But tonight the competition steps back into region play as they take on our mighty Red Rebels. Will this battle be for region tops or a big bounce back Friday night for your Red Rebels? We're about to find out, but as we look to preview homecoming, Mr. Metz, how about those Rebels? I'm here to get you fired up. Here's the quote. And once the storm is over, you won't
2: remember how you made it through, how you managed to survive. You won't even be sure whether the storm is really over. But one thing is for certain, Bearden, listen up. When the Red Rebels came out of that storm, they weren't the same team who walked in. That's what the storm's all about. Red Rebels lose the battle of Pistol Creek 14-27, and Bearden comes in with the win over South Doyle 56-21. However, tonight the adversity has been faced,
1: and the Red Rebels are ready. You ready, Wayne? I'm ready. I'm, I'm fired up now. There's a storm a-brewing, and it's uh it's pretty clear outside, Ben. But uh, excited to be here tonight, homecoming night on Jim Renfro. The friendly confines, Ben, has, has been beautiful for four out of the first five weeks. Uh, one road test at Powell that uh, we overcame. Uh, We made it through, but uh, from here on, we've got one more regular season night here at Skeeter Shield Stadium, so uh, if you're listening here tonight or if you're at home uh, while the Rebels go on the road the rest of this regular season, uh, you can catch us right here, 95.7 Duke FM. Duke FM's app, if you travel with the Rebels, you can also hear us at those locations, Uh, but you can check us out, follow us on social media. Uh, Ben, we did dress-up days uh, this week. Uh, We did... Uh, we did country versus country club. If you know us, you know who was who. Uh, the second one we did PJ day, which uh, I had hamburger slippers. Compliments of Jackson and Nealon. Uh, the the third day was uh, twins day, which basically just meant we we wore our Rebel Radio stuff. That's twins enough for us. And then what was the fourth day? Well, it was a fourth day.
2: We did the country club and uh, country,
1: did. right? Yeah, we did that, and then we did. There was another day. I'll think of it here in a second. But, uh, but Ben, all four days, uh, other than today was, was class colors. And I feel like, um, we're classy enough. So, uh, it's, it just didn't work out for us today. But we're here. Uh, we're in our class colors, Rebel Radio colors here tonight. So we're excited, uh, for what's going to take place here. But, uh, you know, if you're just joining us again, Rebels 3 and 1, Bearden 3 and 1, Maryville coming off uh, of a tough loss last week at the hands of Alcoa. And uh, Bearden coming off probably their best game of the season, a blowout win there at South Doyle. So, uh, again, a tale of two trajectories here. But Rebels, uh, they always respond, and I expect them to do that here tonight.
2: Yeah, the stats tell two tales from last week, Wayne. We owned total yardage, 322 to 259, passing 121 to 88 for Alcoa and rushing 201 to 171. Looking good, right? Looking good with the stats. Let's see. We lost the turnover battle, two interceptions, one of those being a Jordan Harris touchdown to put the game out of reach with an 82-yard touchdown run. Now penalties were high for both teams. Maryville 7 with 60 yards, Alcoa 8 for 65 However, three of those came at crucial times that resulted in points.
1: Yeah, and I think there was a lot of great plays to be had for the Red Rebels a week ago. Uh, a lot of people did things that, that uh, were very much good enough uh, to win the football game. But I think, uh, you know, one that we were able to recognize post-game was Caleb Graham, uh, a guy that, uh, uh, you know, was a defensive lineman that scored a touchdown and was the last week's smoky mountain ax house player of the game, Caleb Graham, uh, he was he was elated to get the award. You could tell emotions were with him post-game, but this week was able to catch up with him, my neighbor, and uh, talk to him about this week's Red Hot Minute. This is this week's Red Hot Minute with the touchdown-scoring defensive lineman, Caleb Graham. And we're pleased to be joined by last week's Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game, Caleb Graham, uh, defensive lineman, uh, but a touchdown score a week ago against Alcoa. Caleb, how are you?
3: good sir how
1: are you doing doing well doing well thanks for the time as always again one of the uh, we like to think of it as a perk of being player of the game but uh, again know you're very busy so appreciate the time Um, we we we're gonna give you the red hot minute basically just shotgun style questions uh, for those who haven't been a part of it Uh, shotgun style questions non-football related entirely Uh, some sports related questions but we'll get through as many as we can in 60 seconds are you ready Yes, sir.
4: The game begins in three, two,
1: one. All right, Caleb, what is your favorite junk food? Junk food? Oh, I'd have to say, oh, ice cream. What is your favorite non-football activity?
0: Non-football activity, let's go with fishing.
1: What pro athlete do you look up to the most, past or present? Aaron Donald. Most used social media platform? Twitter. Favorite hype song or artist? oh um more than one. favorite animal lion on a scale of one to carry underwood rate your karaoke skills i would say one <laughs> all right minimum at five coach hunt says he's an eight what is your favorite class <laughs> in high school non-sports related science and then what is your favorite video game or board game
0: ncaa football
1: all right. Well, Caleb, you have outlasted this week's Red Hot Minute. Uh, if you're a listener out there, you learned some things about Caleb you you may have known, uh, but I would say a few things that you didn't know. Caleb, I think you did a great job. Got through several questions. It must be a lineman thing. Uh, Blake yeah. back- Blake Heckman last week uh, really made it through those questions. I actually had to round back up to the top for you this week. So uh, thanks, oh, wow. as always, uh, for the time you give us. And uh, and this week, uh, homecoming week, so I know you're probably pretty busy. I know you're going to have a hard week of practice, but bearding this Friday night. Yes, sir. All right, Caleb, thanks for, for enjoying the Red Hot Minute. You have outlasted this week's Red Hot Minute. But we're going to take a break, listen to our fine sponsors. When we come back, more of the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show right here on Rebel Radio. Duke FM You can get a Kitchen Tune-Up in just days,
4: not weeks, with Kitchen Tune-Up. Locally and family-owned Kitchen Tune-Up can update your kitchen with cabinet refacing, painting, new countertops, a backsplash, even a full custom kitchen makeover. The skilled craftsman at Kitchen Tune-Up can transform your outdated kitchen in days, not weeks. Choose American-made cabinetry and accessories, or save time and money with cabinet refacing, remodeling your expectations in days, not weeks. Learn more at kitchentuneup.com. Kitchen Tune-Up is a proud sponsor of Maryville High School Football.
1: Welcome back to Maryville High School, Skeeter Shield Stadium on the campus of Maryville High School for the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. Ben, it's homecoming night here at Maryville High School. The homecoming court is taking the field here on Jim Renfro. A lot of great candidates uh, to be to be talked about.
2: Yeah, absolutely. In the student section wearing all
1: red tonight, Wayne. Look at that. Is that a red out? Is it's a that red what out. Is you call it? Uh, But here's the the homecoming court uh, in collaboration with Maryville High School Student Council. Your 2022 homecoming court nominees applied to be part of this court. And throughout the weeks leading up to tonight's game, each princess worked diligently to raise money for her charity of choice. The homing, homecoming queen will be crowned based on the student who raised the most money. So, uh, again, no votes, just uh, sheer what you do for a local charity. Uh, Tonight's senior football team captains, that will be Eli Cobble, Race Irwin, and Josh Paulson, will present flowers to each of this year's candidates. They're currently uh, taking the field here on Jim Renfro. But this year's sophomore candidates, uh, Hannah Parrish, daughter of Sarah Anderson, escorted tonight by Peyton Cromwell, son of Sarah and Chris Cromwell. Uh, Hannah's hobbies include wrestling and competitive powerlifting. Uh, Hannah chose Secret Safe Place for Newborns as her charity. Riley Tucker, daughter of Whitney and John Tucker, escorted tonight by Alex Boyd, son of Larissa and Gerald and David Boyd. Uh, her charity based is combined her greatest love, Jesus, with her greatest passion, sports. Sarah Smith, daughter of Julie
2: and Carlos Smith, is escorted tonight by Houston Ratledge, son of Saharan Trey Ratledge. Sarah is a member of the MHS Chamber Orchestra, serves as a miracle ambassador for East Tennessee Children's Hospital and rides horses competitively. Sarah chose the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society as her charity for its funding of blood cancer research and its goal to improve the quality of
1: life for patients and their families. All right, Haley Taylor. These are your senior uh, candidates, by the way. Haley, <coughs> Haley Taylor, uh, daughter of Robin Best and Jonathan Taylor, is escorted tonight by the by Carter Twiner, uh, son of Callie and Chris Twiner. Uh, Haley enjoys musical theater and is a member of the MHS Choral, the Key Club Executive Board, DEBs, and Hosa. Uh, Haley chose the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention as her charity to help people who struggle to find their way in the world. Maggie West,
2: a daughter of Mary Beth and Charles West, is escorted tonight by Frankie Diaz, son of Astrid and Danny Diaz. Maggie enjoys pageantry and modeling, and she is a member of the Student Council, the Ethics Bowl team, and the Key Club. Maggie chose Alzheimer's Tennessee as her charity because of how the disease has impacted
1: our community and hurt her family. What a great charity. Taylor Mann, daughter of Emily and Zach Higginbotham and Chris and Jess Mann, is escorted tonight by Anthony Ray, uh, son of Shala and James Ray. Uh, Taylor's hobbies include the MSA, MHS Red Rebel Marching Band and Lady T's lacrosse team. Taylor chose 147 million orphans as a tribute to her mother, whose own story of being in the foster care system is Inspired that uh, that selection. Uh, so that's your senior uh, candidates in this year's uh, this year's uh, court. Uh, your junior candidate uh, is is one Caitlin Bright, daughter of Lisa and Tim Bright, escorted tonight by Seth Mead, son of Tricia and David Mead. Uh, Caitlin's hobbies include being a student athletic trainer. And a member of the American Sign Language Club, Caitlin chose New Hope Children's Advocacy Center uh, as her charity, hoping to raise community awareness about the need to support this service as well as let victims of abuse know they're not alone. So all these uh, ladies and their their escort uh, have done a great job just representing this high school but also this community in trying to raise money for some great funds.
2: So many great charities and so many activities that support the community around us
1: yeah and, and I tell you it's a, it's a great community. It's a great county. Uh, again, last week, just a kind of a, a divided kind of effort. As uh, William Blunt, Heritage, we're, we're battling for the bell. Heritage gets that victory. And then last week here, the, the battle that really went down to the last minute of that football game, Alcoa topping the Red Rebels. But uh, you know what? Uh, as we talked with Coach Derek Hunt this week, turning the page was a uh, was an emphasis this week. How do we grow through this adversity? And the head football coach talked about a good week of practice as they prepare for a homecoming night region play here against the Bearden Bulldogs. Here's the message from the coach. And we're pleased to be joined this week by the head football coach of your Red Rebels, Coach Derek Hunt. As always, thanks for the time, Coach. Yes, sir. Thank you. Coach, uh, again, uh, last week, the 94th edition, the Battle of Pistol Creek, uh, not the outcome. Uh, the Rebel faithful, and and obviously the Red Rebels would have wanted, uh, but a hard contested football game. Both teams really laid it on the line. And uh, and and again, just uh, a lot let out there on, on Jim Renfro Field
3: yeah it was a great high school football game phenomenal environment one of the best we've had there since I've been coaching at Maryville for the last oh gosh 13 years I guess and um know, yeah, obviously we didn't play as well as we'd hoped and Alcoa made a few more plays in the second half than we did we had certainly had our opportunities and I think we had the ball two maybe three times with with a chance to take the lead late in the game and just couldn't do it and just didn't do it and so uh you know our, our kids. I was proud of them for coming out in the second half and battling. I thought we kind of had a slow start. You know, we just um, didn't didn't execute as well in the first half as we needed to do. Thought we had a chance to go in halftime with a lead and didn't do it. And Alcoa made us pay. And so I credit Alcoa's kids for playing as hard as they did. Um, but you know, here's the thing. And you know, we talked about this. We never want to lose. We we'll win every game we play. Uh, but when when that ha- when that does happen and, and You do this long enough, you're going to lose some football games along the way here and there. But, um, you know, we have to make the most of it, and we have to use this as something we can learn from. And I think we've we've done that. We're going to do that. Uh, we've definitely got to got to improve, and it starts with me as the head coach, and that's something I'm looking forward to.
1: And coach, you, you know, talk about you know at the half, you spoke with Carson about, uh, you know, you made a a pretty strong statement that that at that first half, maybe Alcoa wanted it more, and in that early part of the second half, uh, I thought the Rebels responded. I thought they came out really, really swung heavy. Uh, made a haymaker there, and uh, and really landed some good hits there in the third quarter that gave us a chance there in the fourth.
3: Well, we came out in the second half with the ball and went down and, uh, with a full 15-play drive to tie the game, and that was huge, you know, and got all the momentum back on our side. And there was, there was times in that second half where we, we did have all the momentum, and I thought, you know, for certain that we're going to win the game just because – um, you know, we thought things were going our way. I thought, you know, we had the ball, uh, I think, second and two on the 12. And the very next run, Gage Ledu takes it down at the two yard line. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we had a, a penalty on us that, that moved us back. So when we had, we had, I mean, second and two at your own 12 with about six minutes to go, you got to feel really good about your chance of, at the very least, taking the lead, let alone winning the football game uh, in a game like that where points are hard to come by two really good defenses. Um, but it just, you know, it just didn't go our way. We just, in those key moments, those crucial moments in the game, we did not execute to the best of our abilities. And I credit Alcoa for hanging in there and, and, and making, those, making those swing plays go their way, you know. And so we definitely had our opportunities. We played much better and harder in the second half. And, you know, there's some calls that I'd like to have back myself. And so we can all improve from this. We're all looking forward to getting back out there uh, against a really good Bearding team. So no rest for the weary.
1: Yeah, statistically, the Rebels won everything but that final scoreboard. More rushing yards, more passing yards, uh, more time of possession, uh, better efficiency on third and fourth down conversions, uh, but just uh, did not close – uh, at the scoreboard, and so, Coach, I know you you talked about uh, you know kind of that uh, we've talked in the off seasons, uh, you know, after uh, a tough loss, and uh, you know it's how you respond. But I thought I thought your kids, because the scene post game uh, could have likened for some emotional response, and uh, I thought I thought the Rebels handled themselves very respectful uh, in the way uh, Alcoa very much excited on Jim Renfro Field, not what you want to see. Um, but I thought the kids uh, showed maturity in how they handled that.
3: I was proud of them after the game. You know, obviously, i'll close excited, as they should be. It just takes one marital football player to, to act in the wrong way, and then you've got a problem on your hands. And, and so our kids uh, – you know they they were poised for sure and i was super proud of them
1: and coach uh, as you said let's turn the page it is homecoming week for the red rebels uh it's been uh, spirit week at the high school i know uh, it's the first time i've ever seen adam sandler day uh just i don't know if it tells my age or, or or maybe our age but uh i didn't know adam sandler was a dress-up day
3: i didn't either i mean i saw that this week and and questioned it myself. But, I, I mean, I could come up with some pretty good costumes for them, though.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, but, but, Coach, you talk about Bearden. Uh, they are, it's a region opponent on homecoming. Uh, they've got a really good quarterback. They've had a, a good early start to this season. Uh, really, what have you seen early from the Bulldogs that uh, that you got to prepare for this Friday night?
3: Well, they lost coming out of the gate this season, week one, to, uh, to Knox West, who I think is the best team in 5A in the state. Um And then they've won the next three games. They beat a pretty good Oak Ridge team and then beat Harden Valley and South Dual, respectively. So, this is they're they're three and one, just like us. Um, you know, we're we have not traditionally played in a, a, you know, a, a quote unquote region championship game this early in the year, but that's kind of what I feel like it is in a lot of ways. I think, I think, you know, on paper, um, Bearden's one of the better teams in the region. And I think there's a chance you might look back and say, hey, this this might have been for the top seed in the region. You know, I know Bradley will have something to say about that, um, you know, and Farragut will be in the mix, I'm sure. But, um, you know, historically, Merrill and Bradley have been playing at the end of the year for that top region seed. I just think Bearden's going to be in the mix this year, you know. And if we don't take care of business Friday night, they might be the one seed, and, you know. And so um, they're really good. They're They're – Obviously, new coach, new staff, schematically, everything's new, so you have to try to prepare for that and at the same time uh their quarterback who started for him as a freshman last year, obviously has a year under his belt, still young but really good, super athletic he you know can run it, can throw it um and they just have skill all over the place. I know mean, it's going to be a huge challenge for us. And especially coming off a game like we just had, you know, we just cannot afford to have a letdown.
1: And, and Coach, you you brought up a good point, (laughs) a new staff there for Bearden. Four of your first five opponents have had first-year head coaches. Has this beginning of the season, from a preparation standpoint, has it been different, the fact that, you know, it's it's one thing to have uh, one or two games that have a new head coach, but here this early part of the season, everybody's got a new coach?
3: No, I mean – a lot of times, the, the head coach, you can kind of find where they're – you know where they have came from and, or, you know, might have played them somewhere else. So, um, obviously, you know, like with Alcoa, you know, Coach Nix, nothing really schematically had changed because they'd been there for so long, both coordinators. Um, but, you know, this one's a little bit different. You know, obviously, um, Bearden's defense is not one that we see a lot of, and they're doing a really good job, you know, given their – I mean, they, they beat Oak Ridge 14-10. I think they held South Dole. To a low number, um, and then obviously Hardin Valley. So uh, you know, West scored. I think two defensive touchdowns on them. Offensively, they kicked two field goals. Had trouble scoring points on them. Everybody's had trouble scoring points on them. So it's going to be interesting. You know, we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to r- be able to run the football and execute in the pass game, be balanced, and to try to to try to move it.
1: I think – and I think uh, you guys as a staff will have no problem, uh, again, finding those uh, those options and those answers. But, Coach, wish you the best against Bearden. Do want to circle back. Uh, did not talk about this, this last week's uh, Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game. Uh, it was a little different. Uh, it was Caleb Graham. Uh, I feel like any time a defensive lineman scores a touchdown, he has his name in the hat uh, for player of the game. Uh, we did the Red Hot Minute with him just earlier, and uh, – that's a, that's a fun kid to talk to. Spunky uh, is maybe not a word that uh, he hears much, but I thought he he brings some fire from a defensive lineman.
3: He is a phenomenal young man. We are super proud of Caleb, and he, he does all the right things. Um, just a great kid, yes sir, no sir. Uh, you know, works his rear end off and has given himself the opportunity to play, uh, you know, college football at Army, and we're super excited for him, uh, but he uh, he's just a worker and somebody who obviously anchors our defensive line and not uh, super proud of Caleb. And, yes, he did play well last week on that defense that I thought played really, you know, really, really well. And, and that touchdown catch he made was huge, pivotal for us to tie the game up.
1: So he he said in the postgame, he said, I, I... – I had never ran that play against a defense i guess it had kind of been in a, a walkthrough or, or in kind of a setup type role so he said uh he said it was interesting when the play actually got called in the game was that was that in the game plan all along or did it just uh present itself
3: yep yeah something in the plan and and it's a it's a you know that formation and play we do it every week don't run it very much i mean literally might do that once a year um but off our Rhino package, it's something we practice all the time. He's right. We don't do it against live defense because you never really want to go heavy, banging on your own guys each week. But um, but he was right where he needed to be. And Matthew made a great play at quarterback. And Caleb, obviously, fantastic catch.
1: Good deal. Good deal. Well, we've taken longer than we should have with you, Coach, but appreciate the time. Great, as always. And, uh, and go get them Friday night on homecoming night there at uh, Skeeter Shield Stadium. Thanks, Coach. Thank you, my man. All right, and that's been the interview with Coach Derek Hunt right here on the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show. Let's listen to some great sponsors, and when we come back, more of that pregame show and keys to the game right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke-FM.
4: You can get a Kitchen Tune-Up in just days, not weeks, with Kitchen Tune-Up. Locally and family-owned Kitchen Tune-Up can update your kitchen with cabinet refacing, painting, new countertops, a backsplash, even a full custom kitchen makeover. The skilled craftsman at Kitchen Tune-Up can transform your outdated kitchen in days, not weeks. Choose American-made cabinetry and accessories, or save time and money with cabinet refacing, remodeling your expectations in days, not weeks. Learn more at kitchentuneup.com. Kitchen Tune-Up is a proud sponsor of Mariville High School Football.
1: And welcome back to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM, and the Kitchen Tune Up Pregame Show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz, and Ben, uh, the the Rebels are walking in front of the home faithful, uh, home black unis, red and white stripes on either shoulder pad, white numerals trimmed in red, and black football pants with white and red stripes on either side of the pants. The traditional Rebel helmet with Rebel script on, on both left and right sides, but a traditional uniform uh, that is is timeless and works just, uh, just works well. Yeah, Wayne, unfazed and fired up in that end zone, getting ready to run through the sign. Love what the sign says. It says, we're sending your dogs straight to the pound in case you've forgotten. The Maryville Rebels run this town. So uh, pretty excitable sign there. And uh, Bearden's got their own sign. It says, beat those Rebels, dogs by 90. I don't know that I, I don't know that that's gonna that's gonna end well. But uh, as the rebels are getting ready, a little pregame festivities. One last uh, senior candidate that uh, was on the third page uh, did did not announce. Allie Hempson, the daughter of Jeannie and Brooke Hemphill, is escorted tonight by Max Lewis, son of Mindy and Andrew Lewis. Allie enjoys attending her church youth group. Her hobbies include softball, Key Club, Maryville Connect, and being an FCA leader. Uh, Allie chose the Kwania uh, foundation as her charity as it serves individuals with disabilities with unique needs based programs to enrich their lives and provide the opportunities to achieve lifelong learning. And the reason that's a key one to mention is uh, the, the homecoming queen that was crowned by last year's Queen Bailey Hasty, raising $5,941 for the Kwania Foundation. Uh, second runner up was Allie Hempshire or Hemp's Raising $8,475 for Alzheimer's Tennessee first runner-up, Maggie West. And this year's homecoming queen, Sarah Smith, raised $20,220 for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. They raised over $47,000 throughout all the candidates, Ben. That's saying something. That's a lot of good community people giving to these uh, candidates, but also... uh, Miss Smith, Sarah Smith, twenty thousand dollars.
2: That's a lot of money that goes towards a lot of good cause in this community.
1: Yeah, that's that's great. That's uh, that's well uh, well said, and, and obviously well donated. As Miss Sarah Smith, your 2022 uh, homecoming queen here at Maryville High School. But the captains have been announced. Uh, as Maryville will send out Henry Chambers, number 74; Eli Cobble, number 15; Josh Paulson, number 80. And number 48, Race Irwin. Bearden's uh, captains will be Sam Nico, uh, number 71, Brendan Rellaford, uh, number 4, Preston LaBanca, and number 8, Bryce Chesney. Uh, Bearden comes to Maryville High School in their road whites, white football pants with maroon on either side, white football jerseys with vertical stripes on the shoulder pads, and the traditional flat. Beard and Bulldog, Helmet, numerals on either side. So uh, just a, a good-looking road. Uni, silver numerals, uh, trimmed in, is it burgundy or maroon, Ben? It's going to be a burgundy. Burgundy. Okay, not Ron. Mm-mm. Okay, okay, well, we'll get that out of the way. But as the captains will meet at midfield, let's kick down uh, to Mr. Chris Hibbs. Jump down to our sideline reporter, Chris Hibbs. Chris, what's the sideline like at this moment?
5: So, I mean, I'm right down here with Maryville. They're excited. New game, new week. Crowd's really behind them. I mean, it's just another game for Maryville.
1: Yeah, Chris, uh, we're excited to have you back. Big camping trip last week, but uh, I know uh, I know the boys enjoyed it, but uh, welcome back, Hippie.
5: Thank you, fellas. Great to be back. Hippie, you got about a
1: minute to go. Uh, what's your keys to victory here tonight for the Red Rebels?
5: So, the first key to me tonight, move on. Of course, last week was a tough loss and a tough game, but guess what? New week here, new mentality, and season's still going for us. Second one, offensively, start a little bit more with tempo. Uh, We saw in Alcoa, we stroke early. You know, same thing, go out early, uh, put the scoreboard high, you know, and put Bearden on their toes. And lastly, defensively, just don't give up the big plays. Bearden's been living off big plays all year long. Just keep the ball in front of you and don't give up that big play.
1: Love Kippy. Hippie's keys to victory, Ben, and uh, we'll jump to him early and often. But, Ben, uh, I, I like what Hippie's got to say. Uh, I think those are all great keys to get a big win tonight. Yeah, I
2: agree with him. Clemmer needs to come out and maintain composure. Tyson Pirtle, Sam Nico, Eric Little have half a dozen sacks on the year. Parrot is is uh, pick-prone. He's got seven interceptions, so bring some Manneker, French, Diaz, Cooper, covered in a little... Richmond and sesame seed bun. And then, uh, you know, maybe, you know, Vaughn's been a, been a go-to guy. Maybe use a little bit of that Gage Ledoux that we love to see.
1: Yeah, I think Gage Ledoux, a limited action there last week, just out of necessity, I think used as a blocker a lot last week. But uh, this week, look for number seven uh, to maybe put a couple sevens on the board. Coin flip has been had. Mer- Bearden wins the toss. Mariville will take the football. So Bearden defers to the second half. Uh, a quick pregame show. Ben, I want to thank our sponsors, Kitchen Tune Up, but no change to the starting lineup. So you'll hear that uh, that starting lineup here just shortly. But deep for the Red Rebels uh, will be Gage Ledoux, Noah Vaughn, and Cannon Johnson. So those are your three Rebels deep. Looks like the uh, the kicking duties for Bearden. And try to get their uh, their kicker's name. I believe it's number 89. No. Okay, number 89 is going to be Daniel Keeney. It's going to be a 5'10, 144 pound sophomore.
2: Sun is setting behind the rafters here
1: at Steeter. Looks like he's going to coffin kick on kick number one, so it's going to go to the up man. It's going to be Caleb Dunford with the sure-handed catch, and the Rebels will set up their first drive going left or right here on Jim Renfro at their own 30-yard line, first and 10.
2: Good field position. Let's go.
1: Yeah, and and I think that speaks to the the elusiveness of who you had deep for the Rebels. Noah Vaughn, Gage Ledoux back there. Uh, It's pick your poison. They must not have thought they could get it to the end zone. A lot of speed back there. As Clemmer will bring the offense to uh, to the line of scrimmage, he'll stay in shotgun, uh, as he does typically. Two receivers to the right have Noah Vaughn to his right hip pocket. He'll take the shotgun snap, hands it to Noah. He's going to go left. He's going to get through the first line, hit the linebacker, and drive him deep for about six-yard pickup. Yeah, nice little counterplay. Houston Rattledge makes a nice cutback block and
2: pushes his his defender back to help out and make a nice run there. That's
1: what I like to call the easy button, Ben, as Noah Vaughn has been a sure-handed yard getter uh, this season, and uh, he did so there, making it second and short. Second down, four yards to go. Clemmer's going to move D.J. Gillins across the formation. He's going to do a little give-and-go, and and it's going to be Noah Vaughn. He gets to the outside, gets wide, gets the first down, Gets past the 45-yard line and out of bounds at the 46. First down, Rebels. That's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives. First down.
2: DJ Decoy Gillins on that play. He comes through and drives the linebackers to
1: the right side. That opens up the left side of the field. Nice play. Yeah, and then with Noah Vaughn, he needs a a hiccup uh, to get through that original line, and he did so and got a lot of yardage. First and 10, they set up shop their own. 46-yard line. Clemmer looks to the sideline. Two receivers to the right, two to the left. Noah Vaughn to his left. Clemmer will get the shotgun snap. Fakes to Noah. Gives it out in the flat to Gage Ledoux. Little stutter step, and he's going to push the pile. Get across the 50 and into Bearden territory down at the 48. So a pickup of seven, six on first down. It'll be second, four. I'd like to see a whole lot of that tonight. Clemmer just throwing the ball in the flat to number seven. He just powering through, getting some some yardage. But here's the thing, and, and to speak from a Bearden Bulldog a week ago, Mr. Tim Burchett, he said six yards of play will get a lot of first downs. I think he's right. Clemmer's going to take the shotgun snap, hands it to Noah Vaughn. He's going to go right. He's going to spin move, get across the first down marker. Needed four, got five. That's going to be a first down Rebels. Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. And Noah Vaughn, steady as you go. Just powering in between the
2: hash marks, Wayne. Just keep powering the ball through those hash marks.
1: Looks like this offense is wanting to set tempo. Quickly back to the line of scrimmage. Clemmer looks to be under center here. Two receivers to the right. Noah Vaughn straight back. Clemmer's going to take the uh, under center snap. He's going to hand it to Noah Vaughn, and he is going to power off the left cheek of the center, Cal Grubbs, and he's going to pick up about four yards. Yeah, Cal Grubbs pushing the guy back near the 35 yard line. Nice play, Cal. Inside the Bearden 40. Next snap will be at the Bearden 38 yard line. 9.48 to go here in the first. Rebels marching toward the end zone. Trips to the right. You're going to have Gage Ledoux, Caleb Dunford, DJ Gillins out wide. You're going to have Noah Vaughn to the right, hip pocket of Clemmer. Takes the shotgun snap. Little pitch play to Noah Vaughn. He's going to try to split the defenders, and good play by the defender for Bearden, number 27. It's going to be Kai Young, a guy that really, he was the guy that the only one that can make a play for Bearden, and he cut him down. Yeah, nobody was fooled on that one. The linebackers were biting for a run. They're going to call no gain on the play, so it'll be third down, five yards to go. Quick huddle.
2: Number 52, Tyson Pirtle. Um, I hope he's all right. Timeout's being called. A little bit nauseous on the field, Wayne. That's unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Again, this is a this is a high energy environment as they're going to call both teams to the sideline. It's not a it's a uh, an officials timeout, but we're going to take a Lee Franks of Volunteer Home Mortgage timeout. But with 905 to play here in the first, your Rebels zero, Bearden zero on homecoming here. 95.7 Duke FM. It's barbecue time in Maryville, and Pistol Creek Eats is your local fix for award-winning melt-in-your-mouth brisket and barbecue. They're a fan-favorite barbecue food truck in our area, and Pistol Creek Eats can be available for your block parties, catering, and tailgate needs. Looking for a quick stop for quality barbecue? Look no further than a Taste of Blunt award winner in Pistol Creek Eats. You can check out their website, PistolCreekEats.com, or you can check them out on social media to see where they're going to be each and every week but Pistol Creek Eats, Blount County's own Top Shelf Barbecue, and you can thank me later. Be
0: your roofer. This is WDKW, Maryville, Knoxville, 95.7 Duke FM. Your home for Maryville Rebels football.
1: And welcome back to Maribel High School, Jim Renfro Field. And just like that, Noah Vaughn in a hiccup, scampers all the way to the end zone for a touchdown, El Hemador, touchdown Rebels. And the Denzo scoreboard has changed. Have a day, kid. 38 yards on the, the keeper, went off right, right guard, right tackle, kind of the three-hole, and uh, just shot the gap, got upfield, and it was all daylight from there. Corbin Price will attempt the extra point. Caleb Dunford to hold, price to attempt, and it is up into the net, and it is good. The new score is your Rebel 7, the visiting Beard and Bulldogs 0. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM.
4: Denso Manufacturing in Maryville hopes you're cheering on your team. Denso loves to cheer on their team and now Denso is adding even more team members. Immediate production and warehouse openings on second and third shifts. Pay starts at $18 an hour depending on shift and a high school diploma is no longer required. That's right. A high school diploma is no longer required. So join the team today. Denso has off shift maintenance openings with experience based hourly pay as well as professional and leadership openings. Additive pay, paid holidays and vacation, 401k, health insurance, on-site Denso-only doctor, pharmacy and workout facility. Learn more at DensoCareers.com slash Get in the game, join the Denso team and start crafting your future today.
1: to Maryville High School, Rebel Radio, right here on 95.7 Duke FM. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. And Ben, Noah Vaughn, Mr. Reliable, has made the first shock of the night, a 38-yard rip. There on on, uh, I think, what was a third and five, so really a lot of options there. But when you got that option, that's what you take.
2: Well, Tyson Pirtle got sick, and they took him out of the ball game, replaced him at that nose guard position. I think they took advantage of it, ran up the middle of the field.
1: Corbin Price will kick this one away. His first kick of the night, and it's going to be returnable. He'll take it at the three-yard line. He's going to run behind his blocker. He's going to get upfield, get across the 20, and that'll about do it. He'll get up to the 23-yard line. And that's where the Bearden Bulldogs will get their first crack at this Rebel defense. Nice tackle, 52. Jack Carter in on that. Number 23 was the ball was the returner for the Bearden Bulldogs. Jason Thompson, he's 5'10", 170 pound freshman. Nice looking running back right there. That was me in high school. Not me. I was more on the guy that just had a had a stomach issue. Uh, but as the quarterback, Parrot will come to the line of scrimmage, he will uh, be in shotgun formation. Two receivers to the left, two to the right, running back on his right hip pocket. Takes a high snap, gets out in the flat to number three. That's going to be Sam Tummels, and Cannon Johnson read it perfectly, dropped him in the backfield. Cannon ball in the flat, just takes him down. Three-yard loss on that one, or they're going to call it a, a two. They're going to give him the 21-yard line. Uh, but I, he fell into his own <laughs> his own red zone as he fell backwards behind the 20 yard line. But it'll be second down, 12 to go. Ball on the Bearden 21 yard line as they go right to left here on Jim Renfro Field. Number eight's ready to eat. He's fired up. Looks like the running back in for the for the Bearden Bulldogs, Preshawn Brown. He is a running back and safety. He's a 5'10", 190 pound senior, big back. Yeah, 118 yards rushing, two touchdowns on six carries against South Doyle, Wayne. Looks like they tried to run a hard count, and uh, they got their own guy. It's going to be a false start against the Bulldogs, and that will back them up even more. So after the penalties assessed, should be be second down 17 to go. Yeah, with Coach
2: Josh Jones, you're going to see a lot of spread formation, lots of receivers, single back, run pass option. They're going to try to control the time of possession, Wayne.
1: Parrott goes all the way to the sideline to get the play, runs it back in. He'll get back in at the shotgun formation. He'll have number 22 to his left, three receiver to the right, one to the left. Now he flips the back. It's going to take a high snap, a little three, five-step drop. Here comes Peyton Cooper. He just has to get rid of it. He gets it upfield to the back, and he is going to be dropped again near the the second down line of scrimmage. It's going to be no gain. It's going to bring up third down 17. Trying to get a number on that one. I think it was 28, Isaac Taylor. Viva la French on the tackle. Isaiah French on the tackle. Well, you talk about teamwork. You had Peyton Cooper harassing the quarterback, and you had French with the sure sure, uh, sure tackle on the outside. And I've said it before, these backers are fun to watch. It's going to be Parrott again quickly to the line of scrimmage. I don't know that tempo's what you push here, but that looks like what Bearden's brought. Parrot will be in shotgun. He's going to take another high snap. He's going to take a three-step drop. Looks to uncork it. He's going to go long, and the intended receiver out there was 15-gram Moffitt, but I'm not sure Jeff Weaver wasn't the intended target.
2: Yeah, Hutton-Jones was down the field, had some safety help. Ball was overthrown. We're
1: going to see what this, there's laundry on the field. The flag lays on the Bearden 46-yard line. We'll see if it's a push-off from the offense or P.I. on the defense don't think it was a catchable pass that's a question third down 17 to go as it sits right now would would turn to fourth comes in the call they're gonna call defensive pass interference against the rebels but the problem has been literally with the spot of the football it's it's still gonna be it's gonna be a short third down but it does give Bearden the opportunity to keep this drive alive parrot stays in shotgun. He's going to have his running back to the left. He hands it to the back, number nine with the carry, and Kai Ironside is going to get the yard and a half he needed. It's going to be
2: first down Bearden. Number 56, Brandon Husky doing everything he could to hold him behind that first down mark.
1: Yeah, fresh set of downs. If you look at the offensive output, Bearden still in the negative, um, but a penalty did continue this drive. If you're just joining us, under seven to play here in the first quarter of play. your are Rebel seven. Visiting Bearden Bulldogs on homecoming, zero. Parrot and the Bearden Bulldogs on the field on offense, their first drive of the night. They stand in shotgun formation. Three receivers to the left, none to the right. High snaps, going to get it to number nine. He's going to try to kick wide. Bad idea as number 11, Mr. French, is going to chop him down in the backfield. Yeah, this might be a block in the back against
2: Peyton Cooper. Huh? I think someone I think someone hit Peyton Cooper in the back there. Let's see. Oh, who was blocking Peyton Yeah, someone was blocking yeah. in the back.
1: Let's see. Defensive holding. That is not received well on this side of the field, but uh, he'll pick up his flag and he'll get another first down. Bearden first down. They have gotten two first downs, both by way of uh, yellow pieces of cloth, but... Nonetheless, they continue to stay on the field on offense. Their next snap will be a first and ten ball on the Bearden 46-yard line. Parrott will take the shotgun snap, rolls the pocket to the right. Uh, he's going to have to pick himself up, Peyton Cooper, all over him, and he just gets rid of it. Number 13 for the Bulldogs, intended receiver Wyatt Russell, uh, 6'3". Oh, I'm sorry. That's the Rebels, number 13. It's going to be Tory Beaufort. Five six hundred and forty five pounds. Waterbuck. Yeah, Waterbug. Now Parrot rolled out towards the sidelines. Peyton lit, put a lick on him, so he, he paid for throwing that ball incomplete. He's gonna stand with Coach Jones, get the play in. Here comes Parrott. Again, just uh it's this is interesting uh, because they're running tempo against a defense that likes to run tempo. Barrett will stay in the shotgun formation. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Number nine in the backfield, Ironside. And looks like this one's going to stop before it gets going. False start against the Bulldogs, and that'll back them up. And I think it's that shift, Ben. I think the Rebels defense, that front, does that last-second shift, and it's drawing the offensive lineman off. Yeah, Gabe Farragut fits a couple weeks ago. And film study made didn't show that. As uh, the Rebels will back them up, second down, 15 to go. And uh, currently into the football game. Again, still very much your starters. Uh, Just over six minutes to play, 6-16 to go. Rebels seven, Bearden zero. Parrott will come back to the shotgun formation. He'll have Ironside to his left. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Flips Ironside, another snap, and it will be yet another ball start. The offensive lineman trying to dispute their case. with this line judge with the best view of the night, uh, he's called it two straight plays. It's going to back him up again. Second down and 20. What's the old coach is saying? Watch the ball. Watch the ball. Yeah, if you've, if you've been to any little reps practice, Coach Charlie uh, dr- drills that into you. Uh, so, yeah, even Nealon knows watch the football. The parrot will go over, get the, the call from the, the Bearden head football coach. They're going to check out number 17, Raleigh Mahan. That's the big tight end. Uh, so I don't know if that tells a little uh, about the play call, but they'll have three receivers to the right, one to the left. Ironside to Parrott's left. He's going to take the snap, no flag. He's going to fake the handoff to Ironside, and he's going to keep it himself. Parrott with the quarterback keeper. He's going to pick up about eight yards on the play. The problem is there was 10 yards of penalties, so it's going to be third down 12 to go. Brandon Husky, number 56 in on the tackle. Yeah, good, good form tackle. Way to stay home. Kind of body him up and do a really nice solo tackle there. It's interesting that Parrott runs all the way to the sideline to get the play. Really, uh, as much as they're pushing tempo when he gets to the line, just waste time doing that. 5.41 to go. Bearden third and 12. Parrott's going to take the shotgun snap, three-step drop. He's going to have to run for his life. He gets picked up. Do we get to him? No, Parrott gets loose. He's going to get wide. He gets to the sideline. Does he get the first down? And they're going to say yes by about a half yard. He's going to pick up 12 on third down, and that's going to be first down Bearden. What? I mean, that's a nice play. Young player, uh, just fearless right there. Had a whole face full of number 71 for the Rebels, Maddox Stott, and just uh, just eluded the tackle. First down, Beard. Yeah, they brought the house, and, you know, he made it through that pocket. Parrot showing some life here early. He's going to take a high snap. He's going to give it to Ironside. He's going to go right off left guard, and he's going to pick up a couple. Ouch. Bring up second down, eight yards to go. Again, Bearden going right to left here on Jim Renfro. And they've had a nice little drive here. Rebels go down and score on their first possession. couple penalty extending or uh, drive extending penalties. And Bearden has found a little bit of oomph right here. Yeah, Ironside
2: got the trifecta there. Every one of the linebackers hit him.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know that that's something you show up wanting, but it's what you get, right? Uh, Parrott's going to gonna go to the wide side. Uh, he's going to have two receivers to the right, one to the left. Ironside, no, it's going to have in the flat. He's going to roll the pocket to the right, deliver out in the flat to number three, and he is going to be pushed out of bounds, short of the sticks. That's going to be Sam Tummins, a 6'2", 169-pound junior, and it's going to bring up third down and three. Yeah,
2: last week Sam Tummins had two recept- two touchdown receptions for 81 yards against South Doyle.
1: Got to watch him tonight. Definitely got to watch him. And as Parrott will bring the uh, the troops back to the sideline, he'll kick out number 10, Braden Perkins, as he runs third and three. Parrott get, stays in shotgun. He takes the shotgun snap. He's going to hand it to 23. He tries to get wide. He's going to get near the sticks, and he's going to be driven back. It's going to be near the sticks, but flag comes out. So will it be fourth and short, or will it back them up? So the running back there was Jason Thompson. Uh, he's going to be near the sticks if it stands. And number 56 on the tackle again. He's out there eating. It's in the neighborhood of a face mask, and we'll just see if that's the call. And the, the officials out there, face mask against the Rebels. What I feared was the truth. There'll be Another first down Bearden. That's three penalties. Three first downs for for the Bulldogs. Three penalties for 35 yards. Parrott's going to get the, the snap. He's going to hand it off to Ironside. He's going to try to get wide. Not the best of ideas when you have Cannon Johnson out there, and he cuts him down for a one-yard loss. I told you Cannon's out there. He's hungry, buddy. Ironside a big back, and Cannon just uh, just kind of sets down, gets embodied up, and uh, and drives him back. Waited for the Calvary. But I'll be honest, Cannon didn't need it. Yeah, he broke down and shoulder pad to hit, Wayne, just shoulder pad to hit. 3.53 to go here in the first quarter. Marival 7, Bearden 0, but the Bulldogs extended drives based on some Rebel penalties. Parrott comes back out there. He's going to keep his running back, Jason Thompson. Jason Thompson and Ironside have been kind of rotating, but they're going to have three receivers to the right, one to the left. And they're going to see what the defense does and take a timeout. Bearden takes a timeout. Let's take one with them. That's a Lee Franks, a volunteer home mortgage timeout. You're listening to Rebel Radio, 95.7 Duke FM.
6: Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee? Want a realtor with the honesty and integrity you deserve? Then you need to call Cody Knuckles with Keller Williams Realty in Maryville. Cody is a realtor who invests in our local community and will work for you on your buying or selling project. He's people-focused and faith-driven to get the job done for you and make your real estate dreams a reality. So pick up the phone and call 865-404-3033. That's 865-404-3033 and let Cody Knuckles take your real estate goals from a First down to a touchdown.
1: And welcome back to Maribel High School 95.7 Duke FM. I'm Lynn Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. And Ben, we talked about it at the break, a couple just back breaking. Penalties that's extended this Bearden drive. Really, I've not been impressed with what Bearden's brought here tonight. They've got some players that know how to seize the moment, but uh, just really just some backbreakers there early. Well, right now, just like during the Alcoa game, those penalties, you know, they, they cost you. They are extending drives nonetheless. 3.34 to go, Rebels 7, Bearden 0. Parrot in the backfield for Bearden with a, all by himself. He's going to take a five-step drop. Now he has nowhere to go. He keeps retreating. He's going to try to find his own, and he's just going to have to go out of bounds. And I, what I thought was going to be a lot bigger loss, about a five-yard loss on the quarterback scramble keeper walks himself out of bounds. Yeah, Josh Jones, you know, he
2: he's the, the coach from, from Powell, who helped out in the development of Jordan Potts, uh, the dual-thread quarterback. And you can tell that he's really done a lot of work with this quarterback from, from last year to now.
1: Well, and I don't think we had time to talk about it in the pregame, but Josh Jones, a, uh, a middle school development coach that is now the head football coach at Bearden, and, and early on, 3-1 and one start, driving here at Marable, uh, looks to be a good decision for the Bulldogs.
2: Yeah, he comes from a coach's dad, too. His dad's been
1: coaching football since 1977, still coaching. As Parrot will come back out there, he'll actually have a new back with him. It's going to be Preshawn Brown. It's that big 195-pound senior. Uh, he is he is going to see what he can do. And looks like as they walk out, they check the defense again and they take another timeout. Ben, uh, I'm going to kick down to Mister Hips, uh, Hippy. We're going to jump down to you. What is the what's the feeling on the sideline with this the penalties here early?
5: I mean the penalties are big killers today, guys. I mean. Maryville had them deep in their own territory, that big uh, pass interference call, you know, a little touchy in my opinion. You know, But this crowd is staying behind them, you know, just pushing the energy as well and causing a lot of the false starts on uh, Bearden. I mean, they've already used two timeouts to trying to get their own plays in.
1: Thanks, Hips, as always. But, uh, you know, Hips brings up a good point. I think it's, it's a little bit of a tussle right now. The defense is causing some issues for Bearden. But then, then in return, they're kind of bailing them out with these penalties.
2: Right, and we talked about it during the pregame. You know, last week against Alcoa, seven penalties for 60 yards, and only and three
1: of those resulted in points against us. Yeah, and and we're just going to hope that this is the bend but don't break approach for this defense as Bearden brings it back to the line of scrimmage. It's going to be Preyshawn at the at the left hip pocket of Parrot as Bearden will have a third and 15. It's going to be Parrott. He's going to take a three-step drop. He's going to pick up in the pocket. He's going to uncork it. He goes downfield in and out of the hands of the intended receiver. That's going to be number 15, Graham Moffitt, and it's going to fall incomplete and go uh, to fourth down. Ran a long post play there. Cannon Johnson covers him like a sleeping bag. Yeah, my apologies. Number 16 was the intended target, Ethan Ford. It's a 5'11", 166-pound senior in position, but good defense by the Rebels.
2: Yeah, he just covers him like a Coleman
1: sleeping bag. He's on it. <laughs> Coleman. Coleman doesn't pay us, Ben. Gotta, gotta quit that. Maybe they will though. You never know. That might be the, the, the play that makes it, Ben. I didn't even know they still made sleeping bags. Do they? I think they make everything now. Everything makes everything. But uh, it is going to bring up fourth down. It's fourth down and 15, Ben. But it's at the mariville 34 yard line, that's kind of no man's land. So, are we punting? Are we kicking? Are we going for it? And as I talk through that, uh, looks like the decision's been made. I think they did they take a delay a game, Ken? Delay a game against the Bulldogs gives them a little bit more room. They're going to bring pump formation out. 319 to go. And now they take it back. Maybe you got it. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see a timeout taken. Getting the yard marker guy some steps. Coach Wenders moving. Yeah. It looks like they're going to be in pump formation. Nonetheless, the punter will stand at midfield at the 50-yard line as he kicks right to left. It's going to be a high snap, but he's going to get it. Number 16 will walk to the right and kick it away, and a spinner that takes a bulldog bounce will go inside the Mariville Wow, inside the five-yard line, and it will be down at the Rebel one. That's where the Rebels will take over. That's a
2: punter-slash-wide receiver, Ethan Ford, number 16. He's a heavy favorite target. Had two receptions last weekend against South Doyle, but as you can see, he can also punt the
1: football. Calm, cool, and collected. A high snap. Could have kind of shaken the mojo there, but uh, Ford gets it away. A good end-over-end roll, and... uh, the gunner's down there to down it at the one-yard line. Clemmer and company uh, in shotgun formation will stand in their own end zone. Clemmer trying to get the hard count, get some breathing room. They're not going to jump, so he's going to change the play at the line of scrimmage. Again, Rebels going left or right here on Jim Renfro as Clemmer takes the snap. He's going to hand it to Noah Vaughn. Noah goes right, and uh, he's going to get a couple. Get a little breathing room. He's going to pick up three there on first down. It'll be second and seven.
2: Yeah, nobody fooled on that play. Bryce Chesney on the tackle.
1: 2.54 to go, 7 nothing Rebels. I, I think you got to play clean football right here. Uh, again, just uh, just trying to create some room right here. They're going to break a quick huddle, and Clemmer gets quickly to the line of scrimmage. Two receivers to the right, Noah Vaughn in the back. They're going to give it to Vaughn. He's going to split the defenders, get upfield, spins off a defender, and he's still running. He's across the 20-yard line, up near the 25. They'll say down at the 24. And that's a first down Rebels. Dwight Price of Realty Executives, first down. I love that move. Yeah, it's spin move. Like I said, any appliance company in the country, NIL money to be made with Noah Vaughn. The, the Virginia commit, he may have an opportunity here in a couple years.
2: Yeah, we had some good push up there. Houston Rattledge, Cal Grubbs
1: made some good push. Clemmer will break the small huddle. A little, little kind of quick huddles. I, this is a little different here. Clemmer's going to take the snap. He's going to get upfield. He's going to get to the seven. He's going to give it to Gage Ledoux.
2: you got to compliment Cal Grubbs, number 54. He's on Tyson Purtle, and he's shutting him down right now. Tyson Purtle had nine tackles, three sacks
1: against Oak Ridge. Good job, Cal. Yeah, very good there. They're going to check out uh, Mr. Gatch Ratledge. Or, no, I'm sorry, Heckman's going to check out. Tyson foot 6'3",
2: 288 pounds. I mean, that's a big man to block.
1: Clemmer is, uh, is looking to get the play in. He's going to do so. He's going to go under center here. Noah Vaughn straight behind him, two receivers to the right. He's going to fake the handoff to Noah Vaughn, Wants to uncork it. Long ball going. D.J. Gillens down there. Double coverage, and it is going to be incomplete. But D.J. Gillens goes up for it, and there's going to be laundry on the field. He played his case, and he was awarded a flag. Well, I think D.J. Gillins really he played the ball, and that's, that's what got the, the penalty call. He went for the football, was impeded in that. Defensive P.I. against Bearden. It's going to be a first fresh set of downs, first down Rebels. That's at the white price of Realty Executives, first down.
2: Yeah, and if you play the secondary, that's a very difficult play. you got to turn around, look at the ball, realize that it's underthrown, and then hit the brakes.
1: You're going at full speed, Wayne. It's tough to hit the brakes on a play like that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, again, give D.J. Gillen some credit. He did the same, same thing. Going to be Clemmer and shotgun formation trips to the right. He's going to give it to Noah Vaughn. Noah goes right, and he's going to cut back right, and he's going to get across midfield and into Bearden territory down to the 47. That's going to be another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Nice run, nice block by number four, Zeke McCoy. He just
2: dropped the defender.
1: Heckman's going to come back in. They're going to check back in. Cannon Johnson, Lunsford will check out. Noah Vaughn will check out. Looks like Gage Ledoux will have the, the the running back duties here on this play. Two receivers to the right, Gage Ledoux to the left hip pocket. Clemmer takes the shotgun snap, gives it to Gage Ledoux. He's going to get right. He's going to split the defenders a little bit of move there, and he's going to cross the Bearden 35-yard line and down to the 32. He ran five more yards, Ben, horizontal with the football field.
2: Yeah, it was a nice cutback play, and Sam Nico, who is n- no joke, a great linebacker, 6'1", 198-pound
1: senior. He got – Gage just shakes him off. Love love the way he runs the football. A junior that's only getting better. Clemmer with the hard count trying to draw Bearden off as we are under 30 seconds to go here in the first quarter. Rebels lead 7-0. Clemmer with the snap. He's going to give it to Gage Ledoux. Thought about left, went back right, and he's going to pick up about 4 or 5 here on first down. And that's probably going to do it for the first quarter of play. As the clock ticks down to end the first quarter, the scoreboard reads. The Denzo scoreboard reads. You're Rebel 7, the visiting Beard and Bulldog 0. You're listening to Rebel Radio
7: 95.7,
1: Duke-FM.
7: Or visit their website at REOCheeseWagon.com. REOCheeseWagon, grilled cheese with a gourmet twist.
1: And welcome back to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. First quarter has come to a close, Ben. Rebel 7. Bearden zero, and the uh, Rebels on the move. As we'll flip field, Rebels will now go uh, right to left here on Jim Renfro, but first-quarter scores provided by the master of math, Ken Main. Uh, Maryville seven first downs, Bearden four. Uh, a lot of those, three of those four came by way of penalties. Uh, passing yards for the Rebels, six, so not a ton doing through the air, none needed. 12 carries, 120 yards, so really nice uh Light, nice output there for the Rebels there in the first quarter. Back out on offense. Second down. Looks like it's going to be about six to go. They're going to be in a small huddle. Bearden still continues to check in and out. Typically at the end of a quarter, you uh, you have the personnel you want.
2: Some more stats here. Noah Vaughn, nine runs for 100 yards, one touchdown, the longest being the 38-yarder he scored on. Drew Parrott. Has three runs for 16 yards.
1: Quickly move Gage Ledoux right to left, a little blocking set. They're going to hand it to Noah Vaughn. He's going to go right behind Gage, goes left, and through the line of scrimmage, through some arm tackles, and he's going to be near the first down marker.
2: Had a couple Bulldogs not use their arms. You're going to have to use your arms against this guy.
1: And they're going to say move the chains, no need to measure, so it will be another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down right outside of the Huddleston Law Firm Red Zone.
2: You just can't body tackle Noah Bond. You can't do it.
1: Well, I think if you go high on Noah, you're going to lose. And uh, and he kept those legs turning. Probably was going to be dropped with about a yard to go. And just that forward body lane got him the first down. Clemmer will take the snap. He's going to give it again to Noah Vaughn. Turns the Jets on. He's going to get inside the 15, inside the 10, and come to rest at the nine-yard line. That's another first down on Dwight Price, a realty executive's first down. Yeah, he got down there inside the 10, and he leaped into the safety's hands. What I love what he does is he does like this little, like, give-and-go where he kind of gets the football, a little hop in, in the hole there, and then he says, okay, Forces the Jets on, and there he goes. Yeah, Chess Smith caught him. He didn't know what he had. Clemmer's going to go under center, Noah Vaughn straight away, and he's going to take it. He's going to fake the handoff to Noah Vaughn, and he's going to look to get it to Eli Elkins, and it's going to be just behind him, deflected, and falls harmlessly incomplete. So, uh, I like the play call, uh, just uh, just not uh, not there on the route.
2: Yeah, it was there. Good wherewithal with Bryce Chesney to get his hand. He tipped it.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that was good. Uh, but but I like I like the spread out because it allows that defense to have to play that. It almost looked like that touchdown pass to Caleb Graham from uh, last weekend. Good call, good call. 10:54 to go here in the second quarter. Rebels lead seven to nothing as they are on the Bearden nine-yard line going in. He's going to fake the handoff. No, he gives it to Noah Vaughn. Noah goes back right and tries to push it upfield. He's going to pick up a couple. They say he gets down near the six-yard line. It's going to be third down, third yeah. down and goal
2: yeah after the shot at the end zone with the
1: pass they packed the box with seven they were ready to go and give Noah some credit he went right off guard there to start that one and then just kind of pulled out and tried to get around in and the and Bearden already had the cavalry there Blake Heckman checking in well rested number 78 right side they're kicking out Zeke McCoy DJ Gillins to the left hand side and then they're going to move Eli Elkins in a stack set to the left side of the formation Gage Ledoux in it back as uh, Noah Vaughn will have checked out. Clemmer is going to update the line, update Gage Ledoux, and move him to his left hip pocket. Clemmer will take the snap, looks left. He's going to throw it, and it's going to be high and out of the reach of Zeke McCoy, incomplete. It'll be fourth down.
2: It wasn't there. The safety was on the coverage. The corner was on the coverage. Just throw it
1: away, throw it high. Quick decision. Uh, fourth down, upcoming. Here comes Corbin Price. Uh, he will attempt a. Uh, a he'll, he'll attempt this kick. It will. Uh, try to see where they're going to toe it. Looks like they will set it up at the 15-yard line. Uh, so it'll be a 25-yard attempt.
2: Yeah, and as a quarterback, you're taught that if you're going to miss, miss high. So that's what happened on that play. Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Didn't want to put it in harm's way. Uh, I think that's growth as Corbin Price uh, will kick it from the 15-25-yard attempt as he has centered it in the field. He will kick it straight away. It is up, and it is no good. It's going to be wide left, and it is going to be no good. So a very long, sustained drive comes up empty as your Denzo scoreboard now reads the Rebels 7 and the Visiting Bearden Bulldogs 0. So that's where the uh, the exchange will happen. And Bearden will come back on off on offense very quickly, Ben. Uh, just uh, an empty possession there. A lot of good things that happened in there, just didn't come away with points. Yeah,
2: a couple good runs by Noah Vaughn. Well, that's working. A couple plays by Gage Ledoux. So yeah, let's just uh, let's let's build off of it.
1: Give a little shout out as Bearden brings the offense back out. Cuppy, listening again. Again, talked about him last week. Uh, when you do it two weeks in a row, Ben, it's a habit. Appreciate it, Cuppy, for listening. Yeah, he's a great guy. As Parrott comes out for and he's going to be in the shotgun. He's going to give the handoff. He's going to give it to number 22. That's going to be Prishon Brown, and it is going to go for about a half yard. They'll say second down and nine.
2: Last week's player of the game, Caleb Graham in on that tackle, 21.
1: There's a lot of chippiness going on. And it looks like Frankie Diaz will check out. Number 71, I think that's Maddox Stott will check in, and they are really trying to – Trying to talk through what was the disturbance there as Bearden really uh, got under the uh, under the skin of the the rebels. And it looks like number 69 for Bearden uh, didn't quit talking, so he's going to get him a penalty.
2: A lot of coaching going on down there between Derek Hunt and Frankie Diaz right
1: now. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was all taken care of. The refs were letting the boys be boys a little bit, but uh, after Bearden continued to talk, uh, that that flag flew really high. Yeah, I think Coach Hunt is getting tired of the penalties, and he's trying
2: to trying to have his guys execute. He talks about execution, execute at a high level to win ballgames.
1: And that's going to back Bearden up. It was going to be second and nine. Now it's going to be about second and 19. So uh, a big, big uh, backup for the Bulldogs as they are now at their own 11-yard line. Uh, not where you want to be with a hungry Rebel defense coming at you. 7-0, nine twenty to go. Rebels have the lead. They're gonna, Bearden's gonna make some substitutions. Looks like 13 will be into the game for Bearden. Uh, that's gonna be Tory Beaufort. So kind of watch for him. He's a little scat back that's uh, kicked out wide in the slot. It's gonna be four receivers to the right, one to the left, empty backfield for Parrott. Looks like they're getting the play clock reset and they'll reset. Going to continue to have those four receivers to the right, one to the left, Parrott and the shotgun. Looks like standard defense for the Rebels. Parrot's going to take a three, five-step drop. He's in the end zone. Can he get out? He does, and he's going to throw it away, and it's going to be out of bounds. But uh, i got to give Parrott some credit for getting it away. He he was harassed, chased, was able to get it out there, but the intended receiver, I believe number three, uh, Sam Tummins, and uh, it's going to be incomplete, out of bounds. Yeah, that play right
2: there is the definition of their offense. Four receivers to the right, one to the left, no help in the backfield. What it does is it opens up the flats, so if he rolls out and the pass isn't there, he can run
1: and get get 10 yards. Well, and, and that was good pursuit by the Rebels. He did not do that. He chose to, to chuck it, and he uh, threw it into the Rebel bench to be Parrott with three receivers to the left, one to the right. He's going to kick the running back out in the flat. It's going to be just beyond the reach of the running back. Intended receiver was number 23, Jason Thompson. It's going to be incomplete fourth down. Just a, a sequence of events for Bearden. They'd love to forget, and it's going to result in a punt formation for the
8: Bulldogs.
2: Put a lot of pressure on Parrott on that last play. Manneker gets in there. He has the wherewithal to
1: get that big paw up there, and that, that just... Resulted in an errant throw. You know, I love the matchups for the DBs. I think you've got some uh, options to send some pressure uh, because I like how Cannon and the guys in the backfield, Wallace, how they're playing back there. It looks like deep for the Rebels is going to be Jax Kirby and uh, pump formation for Bearden will be number 16, Ethan Ford. Got Hutton Jones and Cannon Johnson in there. Jax Kirby is going to stand inside Bearden territory. It looks like there's going to be a timeout on the field. Let's take one with him, Ben. Ali Franks, a volunteer home mortgage timeout. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM.
9: El Jimidor Mexican Grill a Blunt County tradition for 20 years El Jimidor Mexican Grill is fast filling and fantastic Mexican food at a fair price. Come to El Jimidor Mexican Grill for daily lunch specials Monday through Saturday from 11 till 4. Dine in for a great dinner with family and friends or call ahead for takeout anytime. Open Sunday through Thursday till 10. Friday and Saturday until 10.30. Your fiesta awaits at El Jimidor Mexican Grill 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville. Call 65681-6040, El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports.
1: And welcome back to Skeeter Shield Stadium, Jim Renfro Field, where your Rebels on Homecoming lead the Bearden Bulldogs seven to nothing. I'm Wayne Kaiser, alongside Ben Metz and uh, and Ben. A pump formation for the Bulldogs. Let's see if they get it away. And looks like there's going to be some late or early movement uh, by the Bulldogs. And uh, I don't think their punter can get any farther back in the end zone. Uh, so this will just be a shorter snap. Yeah, and I believe that's the sixth penalty for the Bearden Bulldogs. Yeah, I think, uh, and maybe five of those being pre-snaps. So that's a, that's a huge statement for that Rebel front. They're really kind of playing that, uh, playing that movement. Nothing drives a coach crazier than dead ball penalties. I think it drives everybody crazy. Yeah, it drives us nuts. But as number 16 Ford will stand uh, with his heels uh, on the white stripe at the back of the end zone, a high snap. He's going to walk it to the right, and he is going to sky this one, literally went above the press box, and Kirby is not going to touch it. They think he did, but he didn't, and they are going to down it at the the Rebel – or yes, at the Rebel, uh, 27-yard line. One one ref says it's Bearden's football. One ref says it's Maravels. Let's. Uh, neither has a white hat. Let's see what's the what what the call is. Yeah, the initial reaction from Kirby was that he didn't touch it. He just pulled, put his arms to his side. Well, the Rebels aren't going to argue with it. The White Hat says it's Bearden, so that makes it Bearden's. Another miscue there on special teams as Jax Kirby must have grazed his jersey, and it's going to go back to the Bearden Bulldogs. Huge break for Bearden and a huge uh, uh, a defense that just got off the field. you got to feel like you uh, got to get out there and kind of snap and clear right here.
2: And I've played a little bit of that position. If the ball's over your head, you're supposed
1: to let it go. And here comes Parrott out. Garrett's going to take uh, take the shotgun, snap, three, five-step drop. He's going to have to step up in the pocket, and he's going to throw it. It's going to be inside the 10-yard line, and the receiver will get near the five. And they're going to say, I'm trying to get who the intended receiver was. Looks like number three, that's going to be Sam Tummins. And it is going to be a first down and goal to go for the Bearden Bulldog. Huge break for Bearden. And you can tell they're pushing tempo to try to make it work. Barrett gets some pressure on the outside, steps up, throws the button hook, and Candy Johnson makes a tackle. Eight and a half minutes to go here in the first half as Parrott and the Bulldogs with new life. They're going to give it to Ironside. He's going to get left. He's going to try to get upfield. Nowhere doing. And I think we got another face mask, man. Saw his head jerk around. Here come the laundry. I think that's a face mask against the Rebels. I will say the only thing is, Ben, it was first and goal. It'll be a half the distance penalty, so it's really only going to net them about three positive yards. That makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Does it? Well, that's what I'm here for. 8-16 to go here in the second quarter. Rebels 7, Bearden 0, but the Bulldogs knocking on the door as the White Hat verifies what was spoken. There's a face mask against the Rebels. and A, a new first down. It's going to be first and goal from the five. Coach Hunt
2: has his hands on his hips, his head set off. He's beside himself down there.
1: Clock continues to roll. Parrot will be in shotgun formation. Two receivers to the left, running back to his left hip pocket. They're going to hand it to the back. I believe that's Ironside, and he's going to go off right guard and get down near the two-yard line. Isaiah French breaks through,
2: does a rip on Isaiah Harvey and helps make the tackle right there. 7.50
1: and counting. Parrott looks to the sideline, get the call from Coach Jones. Marble's defense, uh, again, just trying to keep them out of the end zone, as they have to this point. This is where you dig deep, Wayne. Ball on the Rebel two-yard line. Bearden going left to right here on Jim Renfro. He's going to move Ironside right to left. Parrott gets the snap. He's going to hand it to Ironside. He's caught in the backfield, and he's dropped. It's going to be a gang tackle by the Rebels, but all started, I believe, by the run-in. Was that Cannon Johnson? Yeah. Cannon Johnson got in, got the legs of Ironside, and Jason Manneker cleaned up the top. It's going to be a loss of about three on the play. It's going, to be, it's going to be third. We're going to say a loss of two. It's going to be third and goal from the four. Cornerback blitz. Cannon Johnson just goes in there and gets him something to eat. They're going to kick two receivers to the right, one to the left. They're going to have an iron side to the right, hip pocket, a parrot. Parrot and shotgun formation takes it. A little three-step, two-step drop. He's going to roll the pocket to the right, Manneker in pursuit. Can't get there. He's going to try to make it himself. He is going to jump. He is going to run, and I think he dropped the football. The ball is out. They're trying to sort it out in the pile. Rebels think they have it. They're going to pile it up, pile it up. And it looks like the last one to come out of the pile was a Bulldog with the football. So how it started and how it ended may be different, but the call will be Bearden football, fourth and goal from the one-yard line. Yeah, he
2: rolled out, and Cannon Johnson just breaks down right there at the goal line, waits on him, and drives
1: him to the turf. Well, and I think he popped the ball loose, just happened to take a Bearden-friendly bounce and go back to the Bulldogs. Parrot will bring the offense back in on fourth and goal. Uh, Again, territory that not many teams stay in is in goal-to-go situations here at Jim Renfro, and so they're going to try to get points when they can. Perry, shotgun formation, going to take the snap. He's going to fake the handoff. He's going to give the handoff, keep it himself, and he is going to roll the pocket. I don't think he made it, Ben. I do not think he made it. That's going to be a stop at the goal line for this defense. First and ten Red Rebels. Huge play for this Rebel defense. They're eating at the chow hall tonight. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, they're eating, they're drinking, they're they're doing whatever a lunchtime table would do. But what they did was they turned Bearden back. Yeah, they're digging deep. The leaders are stepping up, Wayne. Well, and, and you know, I don't think it was a bad play call. I think Bearden faked the handoff quarterback keeper, but they tried to keep it in the tackles, and that's the, that's the teeth of the Rebel defense. But Clemmer will have his hands full being on his own half-yard line and Clemmer will get the snap hands it to Noah Vaughn Noah gets wide he gets free he's going to be in a foot race 30 35 40 45 50 45 40 35 30 25 counting down man 10 5 touchdown rebels rossing up that bow well that's a 99 and a half yard touchdown if it ain't the longest here it probably ties it Noah Vaughn Ripped through the line of scrimmage, and the rest was a foot race, and I like my chances with number zero. Touchdown, Red Rebels, and the Denzo scoreboard just changed. He got every yard on that field, Wayne. I love it. He high-stepped through a tackle there about the Rebel 35-yard line, and the rest was all Vaughn as 99-and-a-half went to the house. 5.43 to go here in this second quarter. Your new score, the Rebels 13, the visiting Bearden Bulldogs 0. Corbin Price will look to add the extra point. Good snap, good hold, and the field goal is good. The extra point attempt is good. The Rebels now lead 14 to nothing. Let's take a break, get a drink of water, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Rebel Radio.
10: Located in Maryville, Tennessee, Huddleston Law Firm was founded in 2005 by Rob Huddleston with a mission to provide top-notch legal services to the residents of Blount and Knox counties, as well as many surrounding counties. Huddleston Law Firm is ready to fight for you in criminal or juvenile court, simple wills, and divorces, child custody and adoption matters, and domestic law services. Call Huddleston Law Firm at 865-983-5500 or go online to The Huddleston huddlestonlawfirm.com huddleston law firm understands you have many options in east tennessee for representation they realize that fact and always appreciate your business
1: and welcome back to rebel radio 95.7 duke fm well if he if noah Vaughn didn't just clear his throat i don't know what he did he he Probably just went over the 200-yard mark for the night, uh, and we've got five, almost six minutes to go here in the, in the first half. Uh, he has 220 yards and two touchdowns with a 99-and-a-half yard long.
2: You know, we have one of the best stat guys in the league, and on that one right there, it was one of the easiest things to report out. One play, 99 yards,
1: 33-second time of possession. Looks like deep for the Bulldogs. I think who's going to take that one back? It's going to be returnable. Uh, Will be, I believe, number 13. Uh, That's going to be number three. I'm sorry. Sam, we'll get it right in a minute. Number 33. Come on. Here, you say it, Ken. 23. (laughs) All right. Jason Thompson with the return. It had a three in it every time, just none was the right one. So number 23, Jason Thompson, 5'10", 170-pound freshman, uh, with the return he'll set up his own beard and bulldogs at their own 25 yard line so nice return there uh, it's going to be a 19 yard return for the freshman and uh, his uh his sophomore quarterback's going to come back out there five minutes ago they were on the one yard line now they're down seven more points on their own 25 yard line let's keep that energy up they're going to get it out wide it's going to be thompson and thompson was going to try to get wide a little cut down play by cannon johnson got him off his feet and the rest was history.
2: Yeah, he rolls to right near the hash marks. Cannon Johnson
1: breaks down, stretches his arms out, and trips him up. Nice play, Cannon. Four-yard pickup by the back. It will be second down, six yards to go, as we are nearing the five-minute mark here in the first half, so 5.08 to go. Second down, six yards to go for the Bearden Bulldogs as they are here on homecoming night for Maryville and trailing the homestanding Rebels 14 to nothing. Parrott stays in shotgun formation. Takes that snap. He's going to roll the pocket a little bit to the right. Looking, nothing doing. He's going to have to tuck it and go, and he's just going to step out of bounds. Couple-yard pickup on the play. They're going to give him the 32-yard line. That's going to be a pickup of about about three on the play. It's going to bring up third and
2: three. Yeah, Caleb Graham and Brandon Husky on the hunt before he runs out of bounds.
1: It's like the series of three. It was 33-23, 13 on the return. Now it's third and three. Do we get every three on the score sheet? It's like a Dale Earnhardt broadcast all over again. Barrett's <laughs> going to come back into to the game. It, that still shocks me, as much as how mobile as he is in the game, that they waste running him over and back. Barrett gets back finally to, to behind the line of scrimmage. He's going to have three receivers to the left, one to the right. He's going to try to get it to one, and almost a one-handed catch by 13, Torrey Beaufort. But it's going to fall harmlessly to the turf. Good defense by the Rebels.
2: Yeah, Beaufort does a short little out route. Isaiah French is there.
1: Jacob Richmond is there. They both get a hand on it. Incomplete pass. Well, what I loved about that, on third down, they had really tight coverage on the receiver, but then they had safety help over the top. So both of those things were covered if he makes the catch, if he doesn't. But he doesn't. And it brings up fourth down. Pump formation for the Bearden and Bulldogs. And I've also
2: noticed they've stopped looking Cannon Johnson's
1: way. Cannon's having a great ball game on that side of the field. He's having a great season. We've had, uh, this is the fifth game, but that side of the field is uh, uh, out of service. As the punter's going to step it to the right. He's going to kick it. This one's going to be more of a line drive. It's going to bounce at the Rebel 30 inside the 25. And it's going to come to rest at the Rebel 23-yard line. Honestly, Ben, probably in the last 15 minutes of play, the best field position the Rebels have started with. Yeah,
2: we need to come out and we need to play some clean
1: football, execute, and continue to do what works. No of all. I will say that last drive had no penalties, but when it's one play 99 yards, you don't have a whole lot of opportunities. This is very true. Four and a half to go here in the second quarter. Rebels lead 14 to nothing. If you want to know how they got there, it's two long Noah Vaughn runs. That's how they got the 14 points. Clemmer will be in shotgun formation. Two receivers to the left, none to the right. They'll move Elkins right to left across the formation. Gage Ledoux will get the football. He's going to go left, and, and a good upfield push by Bearden is going to drop him behind the line of scrimmage. Loss of one.
2: Yeah, Eric Little was on the blitz there, Wayne. He gets in the backfield, makes a nice tackle in the backfield. For well,
1: Bearden. and Gage, give him some credit. He wanted to let the blocks develop, let him get outside, but really just some gunners there for Bearden, and they got upfield, got around the legs, and that's uh, that spells defeat there. So loss of one on the play, second and 11 upcoming. Going to move the formation, two receivers to the right, one to the left. Going to be Gage Ledoux to the right. He's going to get it. He's going to hand it to Gazele He's going to go right up the gut. He's going to get near the 25 yard line. That's what they're going to give him. Pick up of about three on the play. They'll bring up third and eight. I'm wondering if Noah's not done for the night. Two twenty, two touchdowns. Really, you know, limited carries, keeping the mileage low. Number eight, Bryce Chesney in on that tackle there, Wayne. Yeah, that's a, that's a good player there. Clemmer, again, just continues to change the formation, keep the defense honest. He's going to move Cannon Johnson left or right across the formation. He's going to get the snap, rolls the pocket to the right, looks back left. There's Eli Elkins with some room to move. He gets across the 30, near the 32-yard line, and that's where they're going to call him down. It's going to be fourth and one. See if the Rebels punt or if they go for it here deep in their own territory.
2: Yeah, Cannon was the decoy there. He rolled out to the right side of the field. Clemmer did a great job. Showing that decoy, he turns
1: and throws the ball to Elkins. Elkins runs out, of, gets hit out of bounds. Yeah, give the defender some credit. There was only one guy over there to stop Elkins before the first down. I think it was number seven for Bearden, Cody Clow. And, uh, you know, that's all, that's all that was needed. He did a good job. So fourth down, one to go. Uh, offense still on the field. Ben, is this a hard count to try to get the free one? I think so. No, it's going to be a Rhino package. It's going to be Noah Vaughn with the football. He's going to get left, and he's going to get the first down as he's going to get across the 35 up near the 39, and that's where they'll stop the Rhino that is Noah Vaughn. Love that play, and I always think they're going for the hard count, and they'll call it. They snap it. So Noah Vaughn checks in, gets a first down, checks back out. Yeah, if you need a gaping hole, call that play. Wow. And here's the thing, he makes he makes room where there is no room. So You could run through that. Yeah, not for as many. But Clemmer back in shotgun. He's going to move D.J. Gillins. A little pitch play to D.J. Can he get wide? He gets wide, gets upfield. He's going to cross the 40-yard line near the 42, and that's where they're going to call him down. Pickup of three there on first down. It's going to be second and seven. Yeah. All- Go ahead. Yeah, D.J. Gillen's on the end around there. Just nice, kind of sweep play and gets a couple yards there. Ball still on the Rebel side of the 50, 2.18 to go here in the second quarter of play. Just trying to really make this the final possession of this second quarter. They're going to move Zeke McCoy, a little decoy, and they're going to hand it to Gage Ledoux. He goes straight ahead forward, pick up two yards, and it'll bring up third down, five to go. Just keep pounding Purtle with the run there. Gage Ledoux, he's, uh, he's having himself a nice little night. Continues to just pound away. Six carries, 24 yards, but a lot of, uh, have been in key moments. Third down, five yards to go. Two receivers to the left, one to the right for the Rebels. And it looks like Gage Ledoux will be... Well, he was to the right hip pocket. Now Marvel calls a timeout, Ben. Let's take one with him. That's a Lee Franks, a volunteer home mortgage timeout. You're listening to Rebel Radio, but with 1.39 to go, your Rebels 14, the Beard and Bulldogs 0. We'll be right back. Are you ready to think outside the box? If I'm talking to you, then head on down to Smoky Mountain Axe House. Conveniently located in New Midland Plaza in Alcoa, Smoky Mountain Axe House is your one-stop shop a good time veteran donan and operated and a member of the world axe throwing league so when it comes to throwing axes these guys can get you up to speed in record pace open to the public thursday through sunday and booking appointments now give them a call 865-268-5872 or check them out online smaxes.com that's s-m-a-x-e-s Family-friendly to all ages and ready to book your appointment today. Think outside the box and get your ax on.
2: down the comes up.
1: And welcome back to Rebel Radio, Maribel High School on Jim Renfro Field as your Rebels are up 14-0 on homecoming. As Clemmer looks to get it away, it is going to be a pass on third down, picked off. By number three, Sam Tummins, and he is going to return it down to the Rebel 39-yard line. Ben, just a uh, just right at the wrong place, wrong time. A tip pass, and Tummins runs under it. He yeah, has it a quick
2: slant across the middle of the field. Cannon got his hands on it. The defender got his hands on it, and it was uh it was taken away for uh for an interception.
1: Yeah, not uh, not customary of this Rebel offense, but uh, Bearden with an opportunity as they deferred. Uh, to start this football game, they'll get the return kick to open the second half, so this could be double-dipping if you're a Bulldog fan. Pair it with the football shotgun formation, have his receiver or his running back to the left hit pocket. He's going to run straight off guard, and he's going to push the pile, and he started with a six-yard gain, and he'll come to rest after an eight-yard gain.
2: Yeah, compliments to the runner there. He drugged Frankie Diaz. For about
1: five yards. Yeah, pre Brown, uh, the running back there as, uh, he, uh, he looks fast. Strong. Let's see, as it looks like Parrott's gonna take the snap, he's gonna go, he's gonna go to number 22 again, and he didn't look fast that time as he was stoved up, stopped, and dropped by Cooper and Mannaker and Company. Old stone cold French Austin on the tackle there. Love it, love it. Under a minute to play, 47 seconds. I like how he's playing tonight. Ones is playing good football. Looks like Parrott is not not really worried about the clock. He's going to give the handoff to Preshawn Jones again. He's going to go right off guard, and he's going to be stoved up again. He'll get the first down. But, again, I don't think that's the, the issue here. With 32 ticks is what remains in the second quarter. The Bulldogs still 28 yards away from pater Safeties need to be aware. Looks like he um, clocked it from the shotgun. Ben, I don't know that I see that a lot. Very rarely. So that's going to be a loss of, or I'm sorry, he's going to clock it. So it's, it's an incomplete pass, so no loss. But he just threw it to the dirt. Interesting. 24.7 to go. And they've got some plays. I'll be honest. Uh, That number 13, Beaufort, uh, number three, Tummins, Uh, he incidentally is the one who got this drive back for the Bulldogs. Uh, They've got some options down the field, but they've been content here locally uh, to just give it to number 22. Now, as a safety, like Ty Elder, number 23,
2: a lot of weight is on your shoulders on this play. This is a safety play. This is what you train for. This
1: is what you work for. Yeah, I think Jones is to the wide side, and he's got number three, Sam Tummins, on him. Looks like we're going to let him have single coverage here. Parrott's going to get the snap. He's going to look to the left, look back right. He wants to throw it. He's going to throw in the in the right side, and it's going to be, let's see, they're going to say he caught the football, and it's going to be a first down Bulldogs inside the Rebel 15. A Nice little play, a little trap play at the ground, and they're quickly back to the line of scrimmage. It's going to be first and ten Bulldogs. He takes the snap. And he's going to clock it, but I think they're going to get a false start. I don't think everybody was set when he did that.
2: Yeah, that last play looked like he trapped it off the
1: ground. Yeah, I don't think they're going for video review. I wouldn't be against it. Mm -hmm. Twelve and a half seconds to go here in the half. Rebels up 14 to nothing. Uh, If you're just joining us, it was a 30-plus yard scamper by Noah Vaughn, followed by a 99-yard run by Noah Vaughn. So two two monster runs is how the, the score has been set. Yes, that was the, the call on the field. False start for the Bulldogs. So that nice play just got five taken off of it. They'll set up at their own 19, or at the Rebel 19, I'm sorry. Going to have Preshawn Jones to his right pocket, parrot in the shotgun. Bearden first and 15. He's going to look to throw to the left. He's got Sam. He's got, let's see what's going to be the call. They're going to say he caught it at the one-yard line. That's Sam Tummins. I don't know, Ben. I, I don't know. Yeah,
2: Hutton-Jones is signaling incomplete, but they're going to spot this ball
1: and snap it. They're going to spot it and snap it. So it's going to be first and goal from the one-yard line. Bearden in control right here with 0. .4 seconds to go here. 14 to nothing. Can Bearden cut into this lead? Well, they're going to have one snap to do it. Yeah, and this offense is not
2: set up to take the ball from under center and do a quarterback sneak. So if he snaps the ball in the backfield, he's going to be doing like what he did earlier in the ballgame, trying to drive it from the backfield.
1: Looks like Caius watch, checks out. It's going to be Husky checking in. So we're going to see, see what their play call is here. Parrot and shotgun formation. He's going to take a high snap. He's going to give it to Preshawn Jones, and he is going to power his way into the end zone and take the lid off of this one. 14 to six is now your score after the Bearden touchdown. Just uh, just point four seconds too long left on the clock, and Preyshawn Jones. Give the give the offensive line some credit. They made him a spot, and he found it. Yeah, and a couple big catches by the Bearden receivers to set up that touchdown. Yeah, this this score coming off of the interception by by number three Tummins, and then he gets the big pivotal catch that gets them to the one yard line. But looks like it's going to be Ford with the extra point attempt. He will be up and good. And the Denzo scoreboard now reads your Rebels 14, the visiting Bearden Bulldogs 7. The clock now says zero. It is halftime here at homecoming night, and Bearden has seized a little momentum as they head to the half. Let's take a break. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, the Painter 1 Halftime Show here on Rebel Radio, 95.7 Duke FM.
11: Stevenson Tire. Three generations serving blunt and surrounding counties for over 60 years. The friendly staff at Stevenson Tire is ready to assist you and get you back on the road quickly with the most trusted tire brands in the industry. Competitive prices. Tire repairs, too. Expect real hometown service at Stevenson Tire. The name to trust in East Tennessee is Stevenson Tire. 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Mariville. Online at stevensontire.net or call 865-983-1621. Monday through Friday, 7.30 till 5. Saturday, 7.30 till noon. Closed Sunday. Stevenson Tire.
12: Yep, it's that time once again. It's football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a like new pre owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley at Twin City Certified in Miraville be the choice. Over 600 pre owns to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865 980 2600. Or click twincitycertified.com. Twin City Certified in Miraville. It's the quality quality you deserve
11: Got a paint project, but your life is crazy busy? Let Keith Lane of Painter One Knoxville do it for you. Painter One is your first choice for all your painting needs. Paint really does have a powerful impact on mood, perception, and emotion. A warm, vibrant interior or reinvigorating outside walls? Trust Painter One. Exceptional customer service and communication. Two-year warranty and more. Renew your space. Renew your life. With Painter One Knoxville. Online at PainterOne.com. Painter One is a proud sponsor of Marvel high school football
8: if you have property to sell or you're looking to buy call dwight or sarah price at the dwight price group realty executives and they can help with all your real estate needs remember that no one sells more the dwight price group call 888 sold which is 865-888-7653 or go to dwightprice.com the dwight price group the right home with the right price (sighs) Two quarters in the books,
0: two more to go. Up next is the Painter One Halftime Show on your home for Rebel Radio. 95.7 Duke FM. The guys will take a look at first half highlights, scores from around the area, and keys to a big second half for the Rebels. Don't you dare touch that dial. This should be good.
1: Welcome back to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz, and it is the Painter One halftime show here at Maryville High School. Ben, uh, a little shell shocked there after the felt like it was going to be a 14 to zero minimum uh, entrance to the halftime show, but Bearden, give him some credit, picked off uh, Matt Clemmer, drove it down. Sam uh, Sam Hutton. Uh, Big-time play there to get down to the one-yard line, and Preshawn Jones pushes it in. They'll have an opportunity to bring this one tied uh, if they should score on their opening drive there in the second half. But, uh, but Ben, here's some halftime stats provided by the Sultan of Statistics, Mr. Ken Main. Uh 14-7 to 7 is your scoreboard. Uh, 11 first downs for the Rebels, 8 for the Bearden Bulldogs. Uh, rushing category, 21 carries for 254 for the Rebels, 19 carries for 42 yards for Bearden. Look in the passing category, not much doing for either team. 13 passing yards uh, for the Red Rebels, 55 for the Bulldogs. Uh, 26 total plays, 267 for Marable. 31 plays, 97 yards for the Bearden Bulldogs. Time of possession has been very much even, 12 minutes for the Rebels. 11.57, or sorry, 12.03 for the Rebels, 11.57 for Bearden. So dead even on on time of possession. But I think really the difference in this football game, been two things. Noah Vaughn, his explosiveness, 14 carries, 227 and two touchdowns. But then ultimately uh, just the miscues, the, the penalties, and then ultimately the interception there in the second quarter.
2: Yeah, and the penalties and the penalties you see four penalties for mariville for 39 and the seven for 51 for Bearden, but those penalties for Be- for Maryville have come at crucial times. And then the turnover, like Wayne mentioned, it it, caught, it created those two big passes and then the run for the touchdown.
1: Well, and, and you know give uh, give Coach Jones give Parrott, the quarterback for Bearden some credit. The poise to to make that happen late in the second quarter here on the road, I think that speaks to them. But ultimately, uh, Maryland's got some some corrections to make. Coach Hunt and staff are very good at that, uh, so feel like the second half will have a strong Rebel presence as we uh, as we come out of the half. But 14 to seven is your score again. If you're just joining us, those scores came by way of two big runs by by Noah Vaughn. Uh, the long being we're calling it 99, but it was 99 and a half all day long. But he's gonna he's gonna have his way and may get him another Smoky Mountain Axe House Player of the Game.
2: Yeah, and you can't appeal that decision by Ken
1: Maine. It's 99 yards, not 99 and a half. Here's the thing, it's just because decimals weren't invented then. I'm just kidding. Just kidding, Ken. I love you, Ken. But. Anyway, huge game by Noah Vaughn so far, and honestly don't know if he'll play much in the second half. We'll see uh, how much the need is there, uh, but he's had a night already. So uh, looking around the area, Ben, uh, it's Friday night again, so we get the opportunity to kind of look around the area, see what's happening in our region and out and, and around the area. So what's going on? So Morristown West uh, down 21-7 to to Daniel Boone. Elizabethan
2: is up 28 nothing to Granger. Hampton – Beating Happy Valley 22 to nothing in the second quarter. Jefferson Johnson County beating West Green six nothing. Uh, Jefferson County beating Morristown East 28 to nothing. Let's see, we've got uh, Greenville 27 to nothing against Volunteer. Dobbins Bennett in the second quarter against West Ridge 21 nothing. Science Hill, our opponent for next week, is beating William Blunt 35 to nothing. Alcoa is playing Pigeon Forge at halftime. It's twenty-eight to seven. Um, Knox Halls twenty-nine, Cock County seven. Farragut at halftime
1: twenty-one to six against Cleveland. There's a score right there to watch. Ben Heritage, the uh, new owner and purveyor of the Battle of the Bell Trophy, uh, they're up fourteen to ten over Knox Central. Yeah, look at that. Go the fighting, Coach Joe's. West, a tough
2: opponent that Derek Hunt talked about in the pregame show at halftime against Sevier County, up 49
1: to nothing. And that's a 4 and 0 Sevier County team, so that's no slouch there. Uh, Powell's up 15 to nothing on Clinton in the first quarter. I think that's a big rivalry in that area. I think uh, nobody likes Clinton. If you like Clinton, you don't like Powell. If you like Powell, you don't like Clinton. Right.
2: Uh, first quarter, Lenore City and Oak Ridge are playing. It's 6
1: to 7. Oak Ridge. Trying to get that third win on the season. Looks like we're getting out in Middle Tennessee, so a lot of a lot of scores either very early or none reported at this time. So Ben, uh, Ben, this is Painter One halftime show. It's going to be a treat if you're if you're a fan of music because Bearden's band's got their fulfilled show out here. Looks like to be a very good one, and then Maryville's Marching Red Rebels will come put on a show for their home crowd. Uh, here in full uniform. So let's take a break. Listen to these great sponsors. This is the Painter One Halftime Show right here on Rebel Radio, 95.7 Duke FM.
0: Broadcasting from the Hep Electrical Studios, we want to be your electrician. We're WDKW, Maryville, Knoxville, 95.7 Duke FM, your home for Maryville Rebels football.
7: Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense.
4: You can get a Kitchen Tune-Up in just days, not weeks, with Kitchen Tune-Up. Locally and family-owned Kitchen Tune-Up can update your kitchen with cabinet refacing, painting, new countertops, a backsplash, even a full custom kitchen makeover. The skilled craftsman at Kitchen Tune-Up can transform your outdated kitchen in days, not weeks. Choose American-made cabinetry and accessories, or save time and money with cabinet refacing, remodeling your expectations in days, not weeks. Learn more at kitchentuneup.com. Kitchen Tune-Up is a proud sponsor of Maryville High School Football. Well,
13: it's finally fall and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500. Let's run some numbers. Rates are still at historic lows and we might save you some money. Again, I'm Lee Franks, volunteer home mortgage at 865 238 7500 or text volunteer to 33655 and MLS 164
1: And welcome back to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz, and it is the Painter One Halftime Show. Here on homecoming night, Ben, uh, again, the Bearden Band out on Jim Renfro Field and doing a really nice job. You can tell it's it's getting competition season as they're in, in full uniform, Color Guard doing a great job integrating into the band. And I would I would venture to say here in the next couple of weeks, uh, these band members will be at competition uh, trying to do, do their performances, getting their victories uh, in their arenas. Yeah, both bands are putting on a good
2: show. You can tell the uh, the crowd is really into it, so just exciting to watch these uh, young students put on this excellent show.
1: Yeah, excellent show indeed. And we we got a really excellent team at Rebel Radio, a lot of great sponsors that we can thank and, and do thank on a daily basis. Uh, Twin City Certified in Maryville, your Game of the Week sponsor. Uh, thank them all the time. Riley Trapp and the crew over there at Twin City Certified. It's the quality you deserve, and really they have a great selection of used cars all day long stevenson tire cody knuckles of keller williams pistol creek eats and rio cheese wagon tonight uh pistol creek a eats hooked us up with the press box food and and then they didn't disappoint barbecue chicken and the spicy sausage sandwich amazing coleslaw to die for i absolutely love the spicy
2: sausage sandwich if you're out there and you want a good sandwich it's not too spicy but it's got a it's got this sauce Wayne. I, I, it's hard to describe it's not a cheese but it's like it's, a
1: roux yeah like a, it's good it's good and I only know that word because uh, Jackson likes to watch the uh, cooking shows but anyway roux uh, it's uh, here's the thing it's been mess met's tested been met's approved so I I'll take it I like the spicy sausage as well the the barbecue chicken is very good and they've got a nachos that they do that, from what I hear, is knockout. So now, I heard that they're going to be at Tri Hop tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Tri Hop, downtown uh, Marables. So, yeah, check them out at Pistol Creek Eats, a local food truck, local to Blunt County, only serves Blunt County. So, check him out. Uh, Mr. Josh Kennedy, a uh, great sponsor and was willing to jump on board this season. Painter One, your halftime sponsor. Kitchen Tuna, your pregame sponsor. Uh, 95.7, Duke FM. Uh, again, our radio home, but also our postgame sponsor. Dwight Price of Realty Executives, Common Sense Pest Control, El Himidor Mexican Grill, The Huddleston Law Firm, Lee Franks of Volunteer Home Mortgage, Smoky Mountain Axe House, and Denzo Manufacturing—all great sponsors uh, for Rebel Radio. But, uh, but Ben, uh, looking at uh, the band, Bearden's band completes their show. They're they're heading off the field as the marching Red Rebels come onto the field. Uh, but, but really. Uh, the tale of two halves has really kind of been a mantra the last couple of weeks. Last week, coming out of the the halftime, a 15-play drive for a touchdown for the Rebels. They'll have to they'll kind of have to holster that one as Bearden will get the football to start the second half. But I guess looking at this, what do you hope to see from the Rebels coming out of the out of the the locker room?
2: Well, I think the first thing that Coach Hunt is probably going to talk about, and he talked about it in his pregame show, is execution. Uh, there's been the four penalties for 39 yards, but it's not the quantity of the penalties, Wayne. It's it's the fact that those penalties are coming at a time when they do not need to happen, whether you're in the red zone or you're, you're about to get a first down and you're about to push across the opposite, you know, onto the, on to the, towards the end zone. So just inopportune times on the penalties. Missed field goal. We had a missed field goal. We had an opportunity down in the red zone to score a touchdown. Didn't happen. Um, so... Uh, just cleaning up and executing in the second half, I think, is what the message is in the locker room.
1: Yeah, and I I think those are all good observations. But give Bearden some credit. They they, they forced the envelope, made some of those plays happen, made some of those calls, uh, some of those penalties happen. Uh, But let's kick it down to the sideline, talk to Mr. Chris Hibbs. Chris, uh, what was the heartbeat of the team as they went to the locker room?
5: Well, I mean, on the sideline, it was kind of a tough call. I mean, there was a couple plays that looked like they went against Marable on that call. A couple of the players were not happy with some of the calls, especially the call at the end zone. They felt like the Bearden players jumped offside or jumped and false started. So they were a little upset. Of course, coaches told them, hey, look, we're still up by seven. Got another whole half to play, focus. So I gonna say they're going to probably come out a whole lot more focused in the second half.
1: Yeah, and can't wait to hear the uh, the interview with Coach Huck coming out of the locker room. Again, that's a, another perk of the Painter 1 halftime show. Hips, as always, thanks for the message. Thank you, fellas. Yeah, Hippie makes a good point on, on both of those
2: catches on that last drive. Uh, we saw some frustration from Cannon Johnson. He thought the ball was trapped. Uh, the catch that was made by Sam Tummins on the left side of the field, that, they felt that was trapped, and there was some frustration from Hutton Jones saying that was an incomplete pass. And compliment the coaching staff on the Bearden Bulldogs' side because they were quick to get the ball down. They didn't want to have a discussion
1: about it. Let's snap the football and move the ball down the field to score. And, and they did just that, 14-7, to 7, your score here at the half. Uh, let's take a break, listen to some more, find sponsors here for Rebel Radio. But at the half, your Rebels lead the Bearden Bulldogs on homecoming, 14-7. to 7. You're listening to Rebel Radio. We'll be right back. It's barbecue time in Maryville, and Pistol Creek Eats is your local fix for award-winning melt-in-your-mouth brisket and barbecue. They're a fan-favorite barbecue food truck in our area, and Pistol Creek Eats can be available for your block parties, catering, and tailgate needs. Looking for a quick stop for quality barbecue? Look no further than a Taste of Blunt award winner in Pistol Creek Eats. You can check out their website, PistolCreekEats.com, or you can check them out on social media to see where they're going to be each and every week. Pistol Creek Eats, Blunt County's own Top Shelf Barbecue, and you can thank me later. Are you looking to
6: buy or sell a home in East Tennessee? Want a realtor with the honesty and integrity you deserve? Then you need to call Cody Knuckles with Keller Williams Realty in Maryville. Cody is a realtor who invests in our local community and will work for you on your buying or selling project. He's people-focused and faith-driven to get the job done for you and make your real estate dreams a reality. So pick up the phone and call 865-404-3033. That's 865-404-3033. And let Cody Knuckles take your real estate goals from a First down to a touchdown.
4: Denzo Manufacturing in Maryville hopes you're cheering on your team. Denzo loves to cheer on their team. And now Denzo is adding even more team members. Immediate production and warehouse openings on second and third shifts. Pay starts at $18 an hour depending on shift. And a high school diploma is no longer required. That's right, a high school diploma is no longer required. So join the team today. Denso has off-shift maintenance openings with experience-based hourly pay, as well as professional and leadership openings, competitive pay, paid holidays and vacation, 401K, health insurance, on-site Denso-only doctor, pharmacy, and workout facility. Learn more at densocareers.com slash Get in the game, join the Denso team, and start crafting your future today.
1: Welcome back to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz, and it's homecoming here at Maryville High School. And the marching red rebel band is on the field and uh, midseason form. They're they're doing a great job out there uh, on their field show. Just a, a great barbershop feel. If you haven't been to a game, try to get to the, the that final regular season game, October fourteenth, but uh, a fun show to watch. As as I've I've enjoyed it every time I've seen it. And this is the was this the fourth time? Yeah. Yeah, and the
2: fan base, i tell you right
1: now, the faithful down here, they it gets you ready for the second half. They put on a good show. It gets you motivated and ready to go. Well, I'll say this. You know, if you go to a Tennessee football game, uh, and this is high school, this high school athletics and, and music kind of combined here, uh, but if you go to a Tennessee football game, what do you do at the half or what do you see everybody in the stadium do at the half? They go to the concession stand. They go to the restroom. What, what are we seeing here at Skeeter Shields? This whole this whole home stand's full. The visiting side's watching the band. There's even the Bearden band in the uh, in the Cedar Street uh, end zone here, uh, watching the the Rebel band just do their thing, and it's just a it's a good community event. It's a good thing, and uh, I mean it's a good show. Why would you not watch it?
2: Yeah, the concession stands are empty right now. Even the Kona Ice truck, there's nobody in line down there.
1: That's a that's a hard thing to see, because uh, again, it's usually backed out. But uh, again, uh, we really appreciate what we the the confines that we get to kind of house here at, at home uh, had our way here the first five ball games, four of the first five here at, at Skeeter Shields. I'm gonna go on the road next week, but if you're if you are uh, not gonna be able to travel to Science Hill, follow us on social media. Get the 95.7. Duke FM app, it'll be 95.7, I think it's the Duke Knoxville if you search that in the App Store and Google Play uh, that'll get you the app that you need, download that app, you can travel with us, follow us on social media like I said this week, it was Spirit Week at the high school so we made it Spirit Week at, uh, at Rebel Radio, we did dress up days that included Adam Sandler Day where Ben was Billy Madison, I was the water boy, felt what Water boy, felt like it fit, uh, but uh, later in the week, he was uh, kind of the uh, Andy Roddick uh, country club approach and I was more like Farmer Fran Pete in a big country uh, you didn't have near the hair or the lack of of Pete Sampras but uh, but the, the middle of the week we did twinsies and then we had a PJ Day which uh, I felt like was topped off with one, Tyson's number 22 jersey there in the background and then mine was the hamburger slippers
2: Yeah, big shout out to my son Tyson Metz for helping me out with that picture uh, Tyson you did a great job I appreciate it buddy
1: yeah, I'll be honest. Ben could, if he, if this thing di- doesn't work out, he could be in one of those. Uh, you remember the old wish book for Sears and Ro- and Roebuck? I mean, you could be one of the models for like a pillow or, or maybe a pair of socks or something.
2: Tyson and Elliot did all that. They, did, you know, all I
1: did was sit there. Were you asleep? I just need to know. No, I wasn't asleep. what a- minds want to know. I was about to go to sleep. <laughs> But, uh, anyway, if you haven't seen it, go back, check us out on uh, on social media. Uh, it's Rebel Radio MHS. Check that out. Uh, it's on Facebook. Twitter is kind of our go-tos. Uh, just kind of follow us on one of those social medias. We're pretty fun during the week, but uh, it's a way to get in touch with us here on Friday nights to be able to hear the games.
2: Yeah, and a shout-out to uh, longtime listener John Passifiome. He's listening
1: um, from the Bearden side. Yeah, his his he has a child in the Bearden band, and uh, and again should be very proud as Bearden uh, did a great job. Uh, again, really, uh, there'll be competitions in East Tennessee, band competitions in East Tennessee that doesn't have the quality that hit Jim Renfro Field here tonight. So uh, I think that's a credit to both these programs. But as both teams are out and uh, and trying to warm up, we're going to take a quick one commercial break, and when we come back, we'll have Coach Hunt for uh, What's the Keys to the Second Half right here on Rebel Radio. We'll be right back.
7: Craving some amazing eats today? REO Cheese Wagon features a gourmet grilled cheese selection made to order. Their menu includes some old favorites and unexpected pairings to keep you coming back for more. Voted Reader's Choice Best Food Truck in Blunt County, I guarantee somewhere between Nacho Mama and Blackberry Smoke you will find your favorite. Follow REO Cheese Wagon on Facebook so you can mark your calendars on where to find that cheesy goodness each day or visit their website at reocheesewagon.com. REO Cheese Wagon, grilled cheese with a gourmet twist.
1: And welcome back to Rebel Radio. We're going to jump down to the sideline there with Coach Hunt. Coach uh,
5: Hips has Coach Hunt down there. What's he got, Hips? Hey, guys. I'm here with Coach Hunt. Coach Hunt um, it seemed like a very sloppy first half. You know, I said a lot of penalty flags. You know, I did see the guys that kind of was walking off a little bit. It seemed like they didn't like giving up that touchdown at halftime. Um, what kind of motivation did you uh, bring to the at halftime, and what are you looking for from, from the guys in the second half?
3: Well, yeah, we had a little bit of motivation in, in the locker room. We just got to be better. I mean, we just got to take ownership. Um, we're Right now, everybody wants to point fingers. We're not taking ownership. and You know, that's a leadership thing. We just got to be better. At the end of the day, we got to be better, and hopefully we will this second half. Yes,
5: sir. Thank you, Coach Huff.
1: And, again, thanks, Mr. Hips, for uh, the message from Coach Hunt. And uh, as, uh, as he says, uh, got to be better. Got to have leadership and uh, quit pointing fingers, not what you want to hear from the locker room, but obviously the reality that is. And uh, we'll see how that responds here in the second half.
2: They have a very good coaching staff here at Maryville High School, and they're going to find a way to motivate these young men to, to lead on the offensive and defensive side of the football
1: yeah, I think I think this is going to be a this is going to be a, a grit test here early in the second half. You're going to see some guys step up, and you're going to see some guys show out uh, to separate themselves here for the rebels. But as the marching rebels uh, continue to finish up their field show, they've added some time to the halftime clock. Let's add some uh, some praise and recognition to our great sponsors here at Rebel Radio. We'll take a break. Listen to some great sponsors when we come back. Second half action here. From Rebel Radio, 95.7 Duke-FM.
9: El Jimidor Mexican Grill, a Blunt County tradition for 20 years. El Jimidor Mexican Grill is fast, filling, and fantastic Mexican food at a fair price. Come to El Jimidor Mexican Grill for daily lunch specials Monday through Saturday from 11 till 4. Dine in for a great dinner with family and friends or call ahead for takeout anytime. Open Sunday through Thursday till 10, Friday and Saturday until 10 30. Your fiesta awaits at El Himidor Mexican Grill, 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Mariville. Call 656816040 El Himidor Mexican Grill a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports
10: Located in Maryville, Tennessee, Huddleston Law Firm was founded in 2005 by Rob Huddleston with a mission to provide top-notch legal services to the residents of Blount and Knox counties, as well as many surrounding counties. Huddleston Law Firm is ready to fight for you in criminal or juvenile court, simple wills and divorces, child custody and adoption matters, and domestic law services. Call Huddleston Law Firm at 865-983-5500 or go online to The Huddleston Law LawFirm.com Huddleston Law Firm understands you have many options in East Tennessee for representation. They realize that
1: fact and always appreciate your business. Smaxes.com. That's S M-A-X-E-S.com. Family friendly to all ages and ready to book your appointment today. Think outside the box and get your axe on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can hear me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And welcome back to Jim Renfro Field Skeeter Shield Stadium on the campus of Maryville High School. This has been the Painter One halftime show. Uh, ben, uh, really uh, strong words from Coach Hunt coming out of the locker room, uh, really kind of questioning the grid of his team, and, and I think that's a growth moment for this, uh, this ball club, and we'll just see how they respond here in the second half. Rebels come to their own sideline, Bearden filing in, uh, coming out of the halftime locker room. Uh, what do you hope to see here in the second half?
2: execution, and less penalties. That's I think those are the two keys in the second half is executing at a time when you need to execute
1: and reducing the number of penalties. Yeah, Coach Hunt's talking to the referee there, and and so I think uh, he's just wanting to get some clarification, maybe on some questions from the first half. But uh, I think it's a snap and clear mentality. Uh, You've got 24 minutes to play here in the second half. Win those, and you win the football game, and you maybe go away handily. So I think you just got to take the first 24 as learning and uh, and better yourself here in the back half. So uh, Coach Hunt wants to talk to the head referee. I guess the first uh, conversation didn't pan out. Uh, but uh, we will see how this goes. Now
2: on the opposite side of the field, the Bearden locker room, they need to try to figure out a way to
1: stop Noah Vaughn. 227 well, yards rushing. Well, I think uh, that, that score to end the second quarter is going to uh, get them a few more attempts at it. I, I thought maybe if, if they don't score and, uh, and Maribel can tack on another score here in the third, uh, that might have been all she wrote for Noah. But I think, I think number zero is going to see the football some more. Corbin Price will kick this one away. It's going to be—he's going to try to get some—he's uh, going to get some words of encouragement. That may actually be a different kicker. Is that Preston Trenum? Is that 94? Let's see. They always stand directly horizontal when I need the number. No, it's Corbin. That's Corbin. 91. Fours and threes tonight are tough for us, aren't they? Well, no, just uh, the number on the far side stuff for me. I can <laughs> see the one closest to me. That's right. Coach Burns with another knockout performance at halftime. Again, Hurdy he had a knockout performance in the Battle of the Burns there the other the other night, getting the victory. Shaking his head yes, so we'll go with it. Uh, but going to be a kickoff to Bearden, and number 13 with the return. It is going to be Torrey Beaufort. And Torrey Beaufort with the return. He's going to get out uh, to positive yardage. So it's going to be trying to see where they're going to set up shop. Chain gang's still moving. Looks like they're going to set up at the, the Bearden 29-yard line as they'll go left to right. How about another special teams tackle, 52 Jack Carter? Yeah, he's a, he knows where to be. Uh, but they're going to bring Parrott out, and he's going to have Preshawn Jones in the backfield with him. And uh, that seems to be the answer there at running back. Two receivers to the left, two to the right, and parrot and shotgun. He's going to take a high snap, corrals it in, just going to have to tuck it and get what he can get. He's going to get wide, and he's going to get a face full of Peyton Cooper. And then there's two pieces of laundry on the field. I think one of them's against Bearden, and I'm afraid the second one may be a late hit out of bounds on the Rebels. Yeah, he got a face full of Peyton Cooper, but he got a gut of Ball Johnson on that one. Yeah, both of those guys just in full tilt uh, getting to the sideline and Parrott just didn't uh, duck out of out of bounds early enough, uh, so they got the they got the full tilt.
2: You have to think that Parrott is gonna try to refrain from running to Cannon's
1: side. Maybe try that Hutton Jones side because it's just not there. I mean it's best for him, just whether he does it or not. Eleven forty six to go here in the first, and looks like the rebels are walking Backwards, or they're walking forward, so that means the Bulldogs will go backwards. And, yes, it's going to be a penalty against the Bulldogs, so it's going to be, as I always say, it's going to be first down in the barbershop. It's going to be a long way. Uh, looks like it's about first and 20, 23, 24. And Noah Vaughn's had a great game, but I'm showing
2: my hand a little bit on the defensive side of the football. Cannon Johnson's getting close to my Smoky
1: Mountain axe house. He's he's going to have stiff competition. That snap is bad. It's going to go into the end zone. No, it's going to come back out, and the Rebels may be on it. Have they got on it? They got on it in the end zone. Touchdown, Rebels. That's going to be Caleb Graham. Is Hippie dancing down there? Did Caleb Graham just get the touchdown? Let's see who they're they're going to give that to. There's a flag on the field, but I think it's going to be after. I think it's going to be after the touchdown. I mean, we're going to have to jump down to Hippie and see if that was Caleb Graham. But uh, let's get this uh, extra point taken care of. Corbin Price will be out there. The Denso scoreboard has changed as the laundry's picked up. Let's see what it is. It is going to be. I think that's unsport. No, that's unsportsmanlike against Bearden. It will be enforced on the kickoff, so no change to the PAT here as Corbin Price will look to tee it up from, from the 10-yard line. Huge play, huge play. Oh, absolutely. Not only did they get they sniff out the football, but they almost sniffed out the end zone, and, and, and that's a big change in momentum right here. Come out of the locker room, show them you want it. Hold is down, the kick is up and the kick is good, and the Denzo scoreboard now reached 21 for the Rebels, seven for the visiting Bearden Bulldogs, and the flip, the switch has flipped, and, and Hips, uh, was that Caleb Graham that scored that
5: touchdown? Yes, that was Caleb Graham, and I, I I don't know if y'all could tell from up there, but we almost got took out by that celebration right there. That was a big play for that Marable defense. Hips, I thought you
1: were dancing with him, but it looks <laughs> like you may have been trying to get out of the way. But uh, Caleb Graham with two touchdowns on the year. Thanks for the update. But uh, Caleb Graham. And
2: you remember when you interviewed him last week, he said all the way through playing grasshoppers and peewee football, he said, I never scored a touchdown. I had never (laughs) scored a touchdown.
1: Well, I will say the first one was offensive. This one was defensive, but he told us in the – in the uh, well, he may have told me off the air. I don't know if we got it on air, but he said, you got to watch my speed. He said, for a big guy, I can track some people down. And Parrott got the high snap. That was the second one of that drive, and it just it got away from him. And the best thing he was hoping to do was a big loss, and it ended up being seven points for the Rebels. You think he'll buy lottery tickets for us? I don't. No, I don't think he's old enough. Oh, okay. Just to be honest. That's right. <laughs> You're right. But uh, Corbin <laughs> Price will kick this one away after the penalty is assessed. He will kick this one away from the Bearden 45-yard line. The question is, is which state championship banner will he hit? This one has almost no chance of being returned. It's going to be kicked long and hard. And I think it's going to be closest to the 1970 state championship. So, uh, again, caught in the net, but nonetheless was headed to the left. Just booted that ball. Well, and and quickly Bearden will get uh, – they'll have to bring the offense back out. Uh, Again, a little shell-shocked. Talk about adversity. Talk about how people are to respond. Uh, Bearden, they've had some turnovers this season, but not in that fashion. That was a hungry defense that got upfield and forced the issue. And they turned it over and so, what a way to respond to your coaches. Yeah, 1139 to go here in the third Parrot and the beard offense back on the field at their own 20 He's by himself in the backfield takes the shot and it's going to be in and out of the hands of the receiver I don't know that I wouldn't pick that up as it was in and out of the hands of number three I believe that's gonna be Sam Tummins. And I, I Don't know it was in his hands long enough.
2: Yes yeah, a quick slant Brandon Husky Right there, I think he heard some footsteps.
1: Alligator uh, arms. Yeah, I'm not sure he had possession. Maybe that's wishful thinking. But as uh, it will be second down, 10 to go after the incompletion, uh, Parrot will keep the backfield empty. He'll have two receivers to the left, three to the right. He's going to take the snap. He's going to think about it. Now he calls his own number, gets around left end. He's going to get some positive yardage, get near the first down marker, and they're going to say... They're going to say he's down at the 29, so it's going to be a pickup of nine, third and one upcoming.
2: I think 21, Caleb Graham was looking for a holding call by Luke Roberts on that.
1: Now, I think you could maybe call him most plays. As Parrott's going to get a running back in the backfield with him, have three receivers to the right. They're going to hand it to the back, and he's going to go straight ahead forward. Needed a yard. It's like he picked up about four. That's going to be Ironside on the carry. Pick up a four. Fresh set of downs for the Bulldogs. First and ten from the Bulldog 33. That's a that's a fresh set for them. That's got to be uh, uh, that's got to be helpful for them coming out of that big uh, big breakdown there. The last drive. Parrott's going to take the shotgun snap. He's going to deliver it out in the flat to Ford. And heard footsteps would be an understatement. As Ford in and out of his hands tried to get upfield before the ball got there, Isaiah French was ready to lay lay him down. Well, opportunistic. You talk about it. These are, if you if you watch Maryland football at all for any duration, uh, emotional plays not really in their in their repertoire, if you will. That's a big word. Right. Uh, but they play they play emotionally sound, but they play. Controlled, And I think that's what you see. is You see every play an explosion on that defensive front. And just whoever's on the other end of it, just hold on.
2: Boom, boom, boom.
1: But Parrot will stay in shotgun. He'll flip the running back to his right hip pocket. He's going to take the snap. Thinks about giving it to Ironside. Now he's going to pull it back and throw it. And that is going to be deflected and incomplete. But great play by Isaiah French, deflecting the pass and not getting the flag. Yeah, post route, Isaiah French in there gets his hands on the ball and deflects the pass.
2: Now Wayne, look right here. This uh, this offense that Coach Jones has, it's not a hurry-up offense. So again, his type of offense controls time of possession. Where it hurts you is when you're down 21-7 and you're trying to get set.
1: Well, they don't huddle, so it limits substitutions. But yeah, they, they go to the sideline to get the play, and they don't they don't rush the snap. They just uh, they rush to the line of scrimmage. Barrett will have two receivers to the left. One to the right, he'll move number 17 left or right across the formation. High snap, it's nearly lost. He's going to have to do what he can do. Isaiah French gets back there, chops him down for a big loss for Bearden. What you allow? What you allow, Wayne? I allow that's going to be fourth and forever, and Bearden's going to have to punt the football. I had to set you up for that one. That's a, that's a, uh, that's a throwback is what that is. But uh, fourth and a long way. It's going to be fourth. I'm trying to do quick math is not in this in this category, but that's going to be fourth and about 23, 24, give or take. And uh, pump formation. The punter will stand at the Bearden two-yard line. If that tells you anything. And the uh, original line of scrimmage was at the Bearden 33. Ethan Ford to punt. I think that may back him up just a little bit more. A pre-snap penalty. And Bearden walks the wrong way. So that looks like that's going to be against the Bulldogs. Isaiah French is another guy who's had an excellent night, to, night tonight. Again, Caius Watts and number 56 Husky uh, in and out of this uh, this matchup. Uh, that's good minutes by by Husky or by Caius Watts, and that's going to serve us uh, for the long term very well. They're going to back it up. That's going to put Bearden's punter into his own end zone, and we'll see deep for the uh, deep for the Rebels. That's Cannon Johnson. He's going to stand at the Rebel uh, 40-yard line, 42 to be specific, and he's going to get away from it. It's going to bounce at the the Bearden 45 and roll across midfield and die at the Rebel 47, and uh, that's where the Rebels will set up shop first and 10. How about this team on the first two two drives of the game? Well, sometimes it's not about how adversity hits you. It's about how you respond. And right now, two drives out of the half, uh, they've done very well in that. With 9.25 to go, uh, went into the half 14-7 to seven in, in front. Now they're 21-7 to seven in front and had two uh, very nice defensive stands. Clemmer will have a first-down shotgun snap. He's going to hand the football off to Noah Vaughn, and Noah's going to drive near midfield, and they're going to call him down on top of the power M. It's going to be second down, seven to go. Tyson Purtle in on the tackle helps Noah up off the turf. Well, I don't. I don't think there's any ill will other than that early first half uh, scuffle there. I think both these teams really respect each other. Uh, talking with Coach Hunt, he really respects what Coach Jones has built very early in his tenure there, and uh, really was expecting a really good matchup here tonight, and we've seen it. Clemmer with the shotgun. He's going to have the running back to his right hip pocket. He's going to give it to Noah Vaughn. Noah she evades the first tackler, gets right, gets two positive yards. they will bring up third and five.
2: Does a little bit of a counter play. Eric Littles right there to make a tackle after a gain of a
1: couple yards. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't stretch this one to the to the outside a little bit. We've tried to pound the middle, trying to get a extra defenders to kind of crash this to give us some coverage on the outside. As I say that, trips to the left, one to the right. Noah flips to the left hip pocket. They're going to fake to Noah, a little token flip, get it to Gage Ledoux. He's going to get the football near the 50, and he is going to do-si-do with the defender, and they're going to say positive yardage is no gain, and it'll be fourth and five. You're right here at midfield, Ben. What do you do? Do you punt this football away? Yes, I think so. I think they, so. They're that gonna stand... play. That play
2: right there. You had three receivers to the left, and Bearden wasn't fooled on that one,
1: Wayne. They're actually going to say after some discussion, loss of a yard on the play, so it's going to be fourth and six. And the, uh, and the uh, offense is back out on the field. Clemmer looks at the sideline, gets the play, adjusts the line of scrimmage, two receivers to the left, one to the right. It looks like this is probably going to be a quick kick as he's going to step three steps back, punt this one away. Nice punt by Clemmer as that one's going to hit, take a Mariville bounce and come to rest at the Bearden 16-yard line. Nice little, uh, little pooch kick by Clemmer, uh, and, uh, you know, it was kind of a win-win. If they jump, you get another shot at it, fourth and short. They don't. You punt that one away, live to fight another day. Yeah, and
2: in, in the previous play, I think it was a well-called play, and there were three receivers to the left. That's that um, pretty regular play call that, you know, Gage Ledoux will just turn, catch the ball on the flat, rely on the blocking from the other two wide receivers. Um, I think he just made, the, made probably
1: a, a cut that he wishes he could have back. Well, and I'll give Bearden some credit. They are they are one-on-one covering the edges pretty well. Uh, I think they've watched a lot of film on Gage, and they just they get upfield on him because they don't give him the chance to dance. But Parrott's going to take the shotgun snap for Bearden. He hands it to his running back. That's going to be Ironside, and Ironside's going to get to the right guard and not much farther. He's going to pick up a couple it's going to be second and eight. Just under seven and a half to play here in the third quarter. Your Rebels lead, 21 to seven.
2: Yeah, Maddox Stott had a guard and a tackle on him there, and he still reached out with his paw and
1: drug him down. Yeah, like a, like an old Creed song with arms wide open. <laughs> Nobody got that. Yeah, Nobody I got, got it. it. Uh, as Parrott's going to bring the offense back out there. Shotgun formation, two receivers to the left, two or three to the right. So trips to the right. Parrot will be in the backfield by himself. He's going to take a low snap, first one of those of the day, as Manneker's going to clean Parrot's clock, and there's going to be a flag for it. But the pass complete out uh, near the hash mark, that's going to be the number three, Sam Tummins. And uh, it's going to be uh, tacked on at the end as as Tummins with the first down completion or catch, and Manneker with the roughing the passer penalty is going to continue having Bearden in the wrong direction.
2: Yeah, you had a uh, you had solo coverage on the on the cornerback position. You had the linebacker Jacob Richmond making the tackle there on the post route.
1: Yeah, Bearden's going to gain uh, significantly off of that penalty. Uh, they their next snap will happen at their own forty-five yard line. So huge yardage off the penalty and the catch. And there's just a lot going on. They cover a lot of ground there. Two receivers to the right, two to the left. A parrot will have, I believe that's 23 in the backfield. That's going to be Jason Thompson. They've got a good stable of backs there at Bearden. They've rotated those guys in a lot. They're going to move number 13 in motion. They're going to deliver him the screen pass in the flat. He's going to get upfield quickly, and he's going to get near midfield before he's cut down at the Bearden 49-yard line. Pick up a four. going to bring up second and six. That was number 13, Torrey Beaufort, on the catch. Way to get out in the flat by number 44, Peyton Cooper. Nice tackle. Yeah, talk about a, a linebacker that can play hash to hash. He's a he can play there as best as good as anybody, and he doesn't stop there.
2: I used to have a linebacker coach who used to say aorta, aorta blitz, aorta Aor- blitz,
1: aorta. He was, was he also a, he was an anatomy teacher and a and a linebackers <laughs> <Yeah>. coach, aorta. <laughs> But uh, as Spirit in shotgun formation will take the snap. He'll quickly get it to his running back, Thompson, and Thompson's gonna go around guard and uh, he didn't know there was gonna be a black jersey wall there as the rebels stood him up for no gain. It'll be third down and six. Yeah, Caleb Graham and Caius Watts in on that tackle. Handsy play there. Ball did come out after he was he was ruled down, but uh, again that means they're laying the, the the hit if the ball's popping loose. Third down and six to go. Seeing a lot of guys in there. Maniker, Graham, uh, and company. Peyton Cooper, Isaiah French. Those guys have played a ton of snaps here tonight. Under five and a half to play, third and six. 21-7, Red Rebels. All right, Parrot and shotgun. He's surveying the field. A lot of movement on the Rebel defense. So he's going to take the shotgun snap. Looking left, he's going to get it out in the flat. That's number three, Tummins. Enough of a cushion for Tummins to make the completion. Needed six. Got seven. That's going to be a first down. Bearden inside Rebel territory.
2: Hutton Jones on the tackle game. Lots of cushion over there on that side wing.
1: Yeah, really just having to play kind of almost solo coverage over there and just couldn't get it, let him get behind you. And, and give give number three Tummins, a little bit of credit. He's their go-to guy at least in the throw game. I
2: and mean, a lot of times, if you give him ten yards at the cornerback position, they'll call an audible and do a quick button hook.
1: Low snap by Perry, but he gets it. He's going to have to tuck it down. There's going to be a lot of Rebels on top of him. First start by Caleb Graham, a guy who never turns the motor off. That's going to be a loss of one on the play. Second and 11, four and a half minutes to go here in the third. Rebels lead 21-7. to seven. Nice play by big number 71, Maddox Stott. Yeah, it's something about those ones on the jerseys. Caleb Graham's got a touchdown. Touchdown. Uh, Isaiah French, he's he's had a big, long sack back behind the, the line of scrimmage, and now Maddox Stott just doing his thing. Parrott's going to take the shotgun snap. He's going to look to the left. Now he's going to roll the pocket to the right. We launch for him to get the sack. Two guys do it. No one can get to him, and he's just going to hit the safety valve. Number 19 for Bearden. That's going to be M- Magisha Ironside, probably related to number nine. And, uh, and that's going to be a nice safety valve. Let's see where they spot it. They're going to say he's at the 33-yard line. If that's, if that's his spot, that's going to be a new set of downs. It is. That's going to be a first down Bearden. That's going to be a pickup of 12 there on the uh, on the second long. Yeah, and
2: compliment Drew Parrott on that play, the escapability of Jason Manneker and Jacob Richmond. They both got full bodies on him, and he still had the ability to get that first down. Drew Parrot is 5'8",
1: 156-pound sophomore. I'm I'm gonna say pound for pound, and even maybe inch for inch, the most uh, the most lethal quarterback in this region. Yeah, and he
2: played in the Future Stars game
1: um, in in Brentwood as an eighth grader. Yeah, he's a, he's a nice player, cool and collected uh, under pressure. Because when you see guys like Manneker, Diaz, uh, Graham, all those guys coming at you, I wouldn't I wouldn't stay calm.
2: And remember, Josh Jones, when he was at Powell, they were 33-6 and six while he was offensive coordinator there. This is his style of offense.
1: Yeah, and I think there's nice adjustments being made, but they still have some options. As that's going to be a penalty, there's going to be a, a, a quick penalty against Bearden. Uh, it's going to back them up. Assuming delay of game. All start? Oh, illiz- illegal substitution. And that's going to be a five-yard penalty, so it will set up first and 15. Ball will be on the Rebel uh, 38-yard line, first and 15, Bearden. And if you're just joining us, uh, the way we've gotten to our 21 points, two Noah Vaughn rush touchdowns and one uh, Caleb Graham defensive touchdown. But as Parrott's going to take the football and run on his own, a little loose with the football, but he is going to pick up five yards on the keeper, the forced keeper, and it is going to be, they're going to say four yards, so it's going to be second and 11. Number 56, that's Butler.
2: He just does a Mr. Miyagi, wax on, wax off, gets off of it, and brings down the quarterback.
1: Second and 11 upcoming for and They're going to check out and check in a, a bigger receiver. So number 10 will check in for and That's going to be Braden Perkins, 6'2", 168. He's a junior. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't go his way. Lines up across from Cannon Johnson here on the uh, the left side of the defense, right side of the offensive formation. It's going to be a little three-step drop. He delivers over in the in the the center of the field. That's going to be number 17, Riley Mayhan, and that's going to be a pickup of let's say nine on or sorry eight on the play. It's going to be third and three. Jacob Richmond in on the tackle there, and quickly number number 10 checks out. And they're going to stack it up. It's going to be two receivers to the left. You're going to have big Ironside to Parrott's left hip pocket. They're going to hand it to Ironside. He tries to get to the left of the formation. He's going to try to back his way to a first down. Does he get it, Ben? And he's going to be real close. Pickup of two and a half, if not, the marker.
2: He's pretty confident. He's calling first down.
1: It's going to be super close. Honestly, were they spotted? I don't know that he's fully got the first down. Let's see. No call yet a first down. They're gonna take a timeout to measure this one, Ben. Ben how big and, and I don't think there's any there's any inkling of, of pun or whatever. If this is fourth and short, Bearden's rolling the offense right back out there. But how big is this measurement? The play calls completely change from a fourth and short to a first and ten.
2: Right, and I think if they I think if it is a fourth and short, you're looking at probably doing the prey Sean Brown up the middle.
1: I think it's what's got the only points on the board for you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that play. But as they stretch the chains, I think they're they're trying to make sure that they've stretched it appropriately. But as as the look of it right now, I'm going to say they've got the first down. Let's see. Oh no, he, he gets down there. Anytime a, the white hat gets on one knee, he's he's reaching for how many links were short. And it's going to be fourth and about six inches. So that's a, that's a big shift in, in what the play call is probably going to be from Bearden. And uh, we'll see if, uh, if Preyshawn checks into the game or if they roll with Ironside. I see, the, I see the long hair out of the back of the helmet. Looks like Prayshawn Jones is coming into the football game. Number 22, the 5'10", 190-pound 190 senior. He's a bowling ball. And and kind of similar to what Ironside did. He knows how to turn his back and drive those feet to get just some positive yardage. So uh, what's your your play call on defense if you're the Rebels? Bring the blitz. Bring the house. Bring the house. Because they're going to stack it up. Let's see if they blitz the Coopers. But they're going to get the handoff. It's going to go to Preshawn Brown. He's going to rip through the center of that offense. And he's going to get a couple yards. He needed six inches. He got about two and a half yards. It's going to be first down Bearden. Just a straight-ahead play, really the only play call you have on that, especially against this defense.
2: Yeah, they tried the Drew Parrott quarterback sneak. You know, with that type of offense, you're snapping the ball in the backfield. You're not lining up under center, so uh, that really is the only play you can run in short yardage.
1: Um, 5 5'8". It'd take his whole body to get the first down. Parrott's going to take the shotgun snap, five-step drop. He's going to try to get it out to number three. He's going to get it to him. He's going to kind of use his hands, try to separate and good job by the defense to stay in front of him to keep him out of the end zone, but not before he gets a first down. That's going to be first and goal. Bearden, a minute and 46 to go here in the third. Rebels up 21-7, to but Bearden knocking. Prayshawn Jones will stay into the game for the Bulldogs. Here it takes the shotgun snap. He's going to hand it to Prayshawn Jones. He goes left, and he is going to try to push the pile, but the Rebels push him backwards. He's going to get down to the five-yard line. Pickup of a couple be second and goal yeah
2: this is a similar form formula to how they got their their seven points they got the uh you know the long pass on the sideline there to Tummins and and now you just go to
1: Preyshawn.
11: 21 to
1: 7 in favor of the Rebels as the clock continues to tick we're near a minute to go here in the third quarter of play second and goal Bearden Parrott will have trips to the right one to the left Trayshon moved. That's a bad snap. It's going to roll behind him. He's going to have to pick it up, get what he can get. And Peyton Cooper in pursuit. Can he get to him? And they're going to throw it back. And defender scoops. Are they going to call the pick? First down, Rebels. That's picked off by the Rebel defense. Huge play. Huge mistake by Perrin, But great recovery by the Rebel defense.
2: Yeah, the receiver was there, but he was running the
1: ball. And that was just a poor decision by a young quarterback to make that throw. I'm trying to see who got the interception not uh, not amazingly clear because he was, I believe it was Ty Elder on the interception, number 23. We're going to go with 23. But uh, we'll, we'll check. We'll get that checked with the coaches and uh, try to get that going. But Matt Clemmer and the offense back out on the field. Huge break as the defense have turned away the Bulldogs yet again. Clembridge will take the snap. He's going to hand it to Noah Vaughn. Noah gets wide. He's going to push the pile. He's going to get near the five-yard line. That's going to be a pickup of a couple. And it's going to be second short. It's going to be Elkins checks out, and uh, looks like Dunford will check in. At this point, Elder is going to be credited with the interception. Uh, at the next break, we'll verify that interception. Clemmer's getting the play. uh, Wanted a recall of the play. Now he's going to break the huddle. He's going to stay in shotgun formation. Noah to his left hip pocket. It's going to be Zeke McCoy out wide uh, to the left, two to the the right. It's going to be Noah Vaughn. He's going to go right up the gut. He's going to get a couple more yards. Looks like three on second down. And it's going to bring up third and two. Rebels will uh, snap it next at their own 10-yard line as the third quarter will come to an end. They'll do it on the other side of the field. Let's head to the fourth. Your Rebels turn away the Bulldogs and head it to the fourth. It's 21 for the Rebels, 7 for the Bearden Bulldogs. You're listening to Rebel Radio. We'll be right back.
11: Stevenson Tire, three generations serving Blunt and surrounding counties for over 60 years. The friendly staff at Stevenson Tire is ready to assist you and get you back on the road quickly with the most trusted tire brands in the industry. Competitive prices, tire repairs too. Expect real hometown service at Stevenson Tire. The name to trust in East Tennessee is Stevenson Tire. 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville. Online at stevensontire.net or call 865-983-1621. Monday through Friday, 730 till 5. Saturday, 730 till noon. Close Sunday. Stevenson Tire. Run
12: like a rebel, run like a rebel.
1: And welcome back to Rebel Radio, Skeeter Shield Stadium, Jim Renfro Field, and and – and, Ben, talk about emotional swings right there. Ty Elder, it has been confirmed by the Chris Hips. Uh, Ty Elder with the interception. Great play there to turn away Bearden yet again. Talk about two inside the five shutdowns of the Bulldogs. That's got to be deflating if you're the Bearden offense. But if you're the Rebel defense, you should be on cloud nine. That's well, How many picks does that make, Parrot, on the year? That's eight. That's eight on the year. And, that you know, like I said at the break, I, I think this is no, no slight to him. But that's the first time he's looked like a sophomore all night.
2: Yeah, it was a bad snap. He picks up the ball. The receiver was there, and he just makes a, a poor decision. But to compliment Drew Parrott, This is a young man that will get better. He has shown some glimpses tonight of his mobility and his escapability. Um, So he will get there. He will get stronger.
1: Well, he's going to have a gross spurt. And like I said, he's going to be a power in this region for a long time. Looks like they're going to go Rhino package. Noah Vaughn gets out wide. He's going to get wide and he's going to get strong. He's going to get to the 30 yard line, cross the 35, and walks out of bounds at the 36 yard line. Noah Vaughn, can he be stopped?
2: (laughs) Sam Tummins was glad he ran out of bounds. Like, Chuck Norris
1: is going to start making jokes about Noah Vaughn. Yeah, and he's not, he's not breathing heavy. Well, that's conditioning. That's Coach Waters. That's thats what what—that's—that's uh, uh, that's what you get when you, you have a great strength program. But they're going to spread out. Noah's stay in the football game. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. They're going to stack up Gage Ledoux. They're going to fake the handoff to Noah, get it to Gage Ledoux. Can he get wide? He does. He gets across a 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds at the bearden 32 yard line but there's laundry on the field is that gonna are they gonna get Gillens for a block in the back is nice it,
2: play by Gage ledoux he catches the ball out there in the flat and just runs down the field hopefully we can
1: we can main it. Well, what I loved about that was, is that he got vertical and then he turned the Jets on. That's when Gage is special. He's special in a lot of ways with his movements, but when he gets vertical, the size that he can move in, in the speed he does it, is is special. It's just an amazing thing. But looks like that's going to be defensive uh, holding. Defensive holding. Uh, the only positive then is that is a spot foul, so some of that positive yardage will count, and it'll be first. And 10 for the Rebels, but it'll be back at their own 45-yard line. So not the full gain that Gage got. So about, looks like about a 12-yard penalty at this point. (laughs) Looks like, let's see, it's going to be, it is going to be Clemmer with the football. He tried to step up in the pocket. Didn't have a whole lot of answers downfield he felt comfortable with. And just uh, just got back to the line of scrimmage. No gain. It'll be second and ten.
2: That's the big man Tyson Pirtle coming into this ball game. Nine tackles and three sacks against Oak Ridge.
1: Right, Zeke McCoy, Cannon Johnson. I tell you, that's a that's a scary side uh, of a receiving core. You've got Zeke McCoy, D.J. Gillins, and Cannon Johnson on one side of the field. And uh, Noah Vaughn's in the backfield. Got to respect every one of them. All of them. Clemmer's going to take the shotgun snap. He's going to fake it to Noah, get it out to Gage. He's going to go right side this time, push the pile, fight the defenders, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds. I'm going to say at the Beard and 39-yard line, that's where they'll mark it, and that'll be a pickup of six on second down, third and four. Yeah, nice play by Gage. Tummins tried every trick in his bag to bring him down, just couldn't bring him down. Going to be 10-23 to play in this football game. Third down, four to go. An opportunity for the Rebels to continue a drive. Uh, That could put this one out of reach. Clemmer's looking to the sideline. Going to have two receivers to the left, two to the right. Engage Ledoux north of 250 yards tonight on the ground. Just a monster night for number zero. Clemmer will take the shotgun snap. He's going to give it to to Gage Ledoux, or to Noah Vaughn, and he's going to push the pile straight ahead forward near the marker. If they give him the 35, I think it's a first down. The close guy says the 35. I know Dwight Price wants it. Are they moving the chains? They are moving the chains. That's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. First down, 10 yards to go for the Rebels. Ball on the Bearden 35-yard line as we're under 10 to play here in the game. Clemmer going to have trips to the right. No one to the left. Noah Vaughn in the backfield. It's going to be a fake to Noah. He wants to throw it. He's it. He's got D.J. Gillens. He's got, and it is going to be, is it intercepted or incomplete? They're going to say intercepted. And that is just unfortunate. Two rebels and one bulldog, and the Bearden Bulldog come down with it. It's going to be an interception back to the Bulldogs, and they'll take over at their own nine-yard line. Look like number three made that interception. Just, uh, just an, a ball that that didn't. It did. It had more air than it had zip, and uh, and just credit Bearden. They they ran under it. And that's Sam Tummins' second interception for the night. Well, honestly, you take Sam Tummins off this team. One, they don't have the one touchdown that they have. Uh, even though he didn't score it, he very much set up the plays. But, yeah, Tummins, a uh, a ball hawk to say the least on defense. Parrot for Bearden back out there. Again, uh, trying to uh, close this gap just a little bit. He's going to hand the football off. Looks like that's Preshawn Jones. And he's going to go right up the gut. He's going to pick up two. Second and eight. Just a couple of those passes look a bit underthrown, Wayne. Well, it's just too much air under it, not enough zip. But that, that's that's correctable because, again, that's that's timing. You had two Rebels down there. Uh, so, you, yeah, again, just uh, just a little under, a little airy. And, uh, and, and again, credit to Tummins. I had a good friend that was a quarterback,
2: and you know what he would do to train on touch? He'd throw a ball over a tree
1: and hit a target. Hmm. That still wouldn't help me, but pair it with the shotgun snap. He's going to get it quickly out to an intended receiver, number 10. It's going to be complete, and he's going to be quickly tackled at the the Bearden 17-yard line. It's going to bring up third and two. So, again, a big third down play here for Bearden. The receiver on that one, Braden Perkins, 6'2", 168, big target. Yeah, quick slant, Cannon Johnson was right there on him to make the tackle. 8.19 8:19 to go here in this football game. Bearden quickly did the line of scrimmage. Parrot and, Parrot and shotgun formation. Going to give it to Preyshawn. Preyshawn trying to get up the gut, and he's going to be stopped at the original line of, or at the line of scrimmage. He's going to push the pile ahead for maybe a half yard, but it's going to be fourth and short. And I think Bearden's going to go for it, but that's a that's a tough spot to go for it deep in your own territory.
2: Tackled by the Red Rebel Militia. Everybody in on that one.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing. It was it was one big. Glob of Rebels. They all touched him, but I don't know who started it. And it looks like the, I thought they were going to take a timeout. They're going to stay in there. They're going to get the play in. Looks like they're going to check out the smaller receivers, check in the big ones. Sam Tummins checking in, number three. Tummins, if, if I, I I don't know that that's not the safety valve here. Uh, they're going to have 23 into the football game as a running back, Jason Thompson. Looks like Parrott's going to be in the backfield by himself. Watch the keeper. Three receivers to the right, two to the left. He's going to get a low snap, but he's going to get it nonetheless. He's going to try to uncork it. It's going to be Cannon Johnson picked 40, and he's going to try to get wide. Can he stay upright? Gets down to the Rebel or to the Bearden 33-yard line. Big turnover, turn them back, and the Rebels will go back to offense. Sink me, cannonball! Uh, this this kid has had himself a game, and and I'll be honest, his name's in the hat. Have I swayed you yet? I mean, I'll say this: there's four people that vote. You're one, and we know where you're going. We'll see where the rest of us go. Back on offense, Matt Clemmer. At the next break, we do have to get a station ID, so maybe a small break. But Matt Clemmer on offense. He's going to take the snap. He's going to get it wide to Noah Vaughn. Noah goes right, cuts back left, and he's going to get back to the original line of scrimmage, and that's going to do it. It's going to be second down, 10 to go. Nice
2: play by Pertle there. He comes off his block and makes that tackle.
1: Yeah, I'll be interested down two scores when Bearden decides to use some of the three timeouts. Clemmer will kick out two receivers to the left, none to the right, stack up Gage Ledoux to the right of the formation. Noah Vaughn was on his left hip. Now he'll move to the right. Clemmer takes the low snap. He's going to give it to Noah Vaughn. Noah stutter steps, loses his footing, and he's going to lose a yard on second down. It's going to be third and 11 and I think Ben here in this situation it's do not put the ball in harm's way keep that clock moving and give it to your playmaker and at this point uh, Gage Ledoux's had I mean that may be the first negative plays had all night
2: yeah and even if Bearden gets the ball back you saw how slow it takes for that spread offense to get moving
1: Yeah, absolutely. Looks like they're going to take a huddle. Clemmer will break the huddle, kicks uh, D.J. Gillins, Caleb Dunford, and Gage Ledoux out to the left, Zeke McCoy to the right. Clemmer will take the shotgun snap, three, five-step drop, and there looks to be a flag on the play. So it's going to be against the Rebels. Looks like McCoy may have left just a second early. As they mark this one off, let's get a station ID. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rebel Radio.
0: The HEP Plumbing Studios. We want to be your plumber. This is WDKW, Marivelle, Knoxville. 95.7 Duke FM, your home for Marivelle Rebels football. Gladiator! Gladiator! Gladiator!
1: And welcome back to Rebel Radio. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz, and it is third and fifteen. As Clemmer breaks the huddle, takes the shotgun snap, gets it to D.J. Gillens, the speedster with the football, and he's going to get back to the original line of scrimmage. It will be 4th and 10 at the next snap. Under 6 to play, 536 to be exact. And the Rebels, like I said, I think they just are, are content with keeping this clock moving. And really, just uh, just forcing the hand of Bearden to use timeouts and be perfect when they've got the football.
2: We talked at the break, just something to chew on. Seven penalties for Mariville 69 yards. Eleven penalties for Farragut, 155 yards.
1: Bearden, oh, for Bearden, uh, yes, yeah, sorry. Clemmer with the shotgun snap. He's gonna get. He's gonna go for it on four. It's just no man's land, and he's gonna get it. Do they get the first down? It's going to be a catch by Zeke McCoy at the 20-yard line, a pickup of 14 there on fourth down, and that'll extend the play. They'll be on the cusp of the Huddleston Law Firm Red Zone, but that'll be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Yeah, Zeke McCoy runs a nice option route get to get that first down. There's great continuity between Clemmer and McCoy. It, it's really it's something nice to see, and it's just it'll be interesting how that, that develops over the next few ballgames. Clemmer will look to the sideline again. Clock control at this point, up 21-7. to seven. A Caleb Graham touchdown and two Noah Vaughn touchdowns is how we got 21. And a Prayshawn Jones touchdown for Bearden. Noah Vaughn will step to the right-hand side, push the pile, and he will get down to the 17-yard line. That will be a pickup of three for the senior. Preston LaBanca, number four on the tackle. Noah Vaughn will check out. Gage Ledoux will step in at running back. Gage has played a lot of snaps tonight, some at running back, but a lot uh, there at the H-back position. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Zeke McCoy, we'll see if uh, they make a return trip uh, number five to number four. Looks like there's been an adjustment. Clemmer will update the line of scrimmage. He's going to move Eli Elkins left to right. Under four to play. Clemmer takes the snap. He's going to hand to Gaze Ledoux. He's going to go to the left, try to cut it upfield. He's going to get inside the 15-yard line down to the 14. And that's going to be a pickup of about four. It's going to bring up third and three. Looks like they're going to give him three, so it'll be third and four. Flippy flop. Flippy flop. Yeah, it's a real technical term there. Uh, Third down, four yards to go. Rebels on the Bearden 15-yard line. As, again, just trying to soak this one away, 3:20 to go in this football game. Rebels lead 21-7. Clemmer will be in an empty backfield. He'll have Noah stacked out wide. He's going to look to deliver it in the flat. He gets it to number 86, Eli Elkins, and that's a touchdown, Rebels. Huge play there, wide open as Elkins just kind of eases out and uh, gets lost in the defense, and he's wide open. Clemmer delivers a good ball, touchdown, Rebels. Yeah, the
2: Marvel faithful get what they
1: desire, a touchdown for the Red Rebels. Well, and ultimately just a really good looking drive that just uh, just kind of, I guess, extinguished any flame that was left in the Bulldogs and pretty much salted away this clock. 3:07 to play, Rebels lead 21 to 7. The Denzo scoreboard has changed. Corbin Price will attempt the PAT. It will be held and kicked, and it will be good. Corbin Price adds the extra point. The Denzo scoreboard now reads your Rebels 28, the visiting Bearden Bulldogs zero, or 7 on homecoming. Uh, we've got 3.07 to go. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM.
12: Yep, it's that time once again. It's football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a like new pre owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley at Twin City Certified in Miraville be the choice. Over 600 pre owns to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865 980 2600. Or click twincitycertified.com. Twin City Certified in Miraville. It's the Quality you deserve.
1: And welcome back. The lights did not get too bright for Eli Elkins as he wrangles that one in for a touchdown. And the Denzo scoreboard now reads, your rebel's 28. On the visiting Bearden Bulldogs seven, I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Madsen. It's been a tussle here tonight. Bearden's come with a a couple, uh, couple punches, a little gut punches, but you know at the end of the day, a 21 point advantage for your Red Rebels. As Corbin will kick that one away, it is going to be returnable. It will be returned from the nine yard line. That's going to be Preshawn Jones. He's going to get wide, get free, and he's going to get across the 35 yard line up to the 38 to be a nice return for Bearden, but that's where they'll start, first and ten in their own territory. Tackle made by number 20, Jaden McCord. Jaden McCord, again, a senior on this football team, uh, getting some some opportunities there on special teams and making the most of them. Three minutes exactly to play after the return. And, uh, and this, I, I think for Bearden, they want more than just this possession, but I think the Rebels keep them in front of you and, uh, again, keep them contained. Parrott's going to have an empty backfield. Kind of a stack set here on the left side of the formation. They're going to move 23 into motion. They're going to hand it to him, and he's going to get to the left-hand side, get a couple yards, and that's all he'll get. They'll say he got one and push him way back. Dinner bell, there's number 32, Jonah Arms making a tackle. Yeah, popped his helmet off, laid the wood. Now he'll check out due to the helmet coming off, but they'll uh, they've kept a lot of good... Uh, A lot of, uh, let's just say, starting power in there as uh, Bearden's continuing to push the issue. Three receivers to the the right, two to the left. Pair it with an empty backfield. He's going to throw it to the right, and he's going to get it. I believe that's to number three, and he's going to get wide. He's going to get upfield. Tummins has been the thorn in the proverbial side for the Red Rebels, and he gets upfield, and let's see where they spot that. He needed nine. Got 10. That's going to be a first down Bearden near midfield. Yeah, he's made a couple interceptions, and he's made a couple big receptions to help Bearden score. He's a nice player. Number three, Sam Tummins. Uh, again, six two, one sixty nine. 169 a junior. He's got seven catches, 65, uh, leads the receiving category. Uh, but what he's done on defense is pretty amazing as well. Going to be Parrott back there. He's going to have, I think, Ironside to his left. He's going to fake the handoff to Ironside. Looks to deliver it out to Tummins. That's going to be a pickup of eight. And I, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, number five to number three uh, if you're a Bearden fan. It's not broke. Don't fix it, right? Second down, two yards to go. And it ain't for lack of trying. They've uh, they've tried to break it. I got that right this week. Yeah. <laughs> If it ain't fixed, don't broke it. Uh, 28-7, your Rebels lead, Two twelve to go. They're going to hand it to Ironside this time. He's going to go off left guard, gets through the first line of defense, and he is going to push the pile a long way down to the Rebel 31-yard line. That's going to be a first down for Bearden, and they'll get a fresh set as we near the two-minute mark to go in this one. And let's give a shout-out to number 29, Cody Barton, in on the tackle there. There's a lot of Rebels that's played a lot of minutes out here, and that includes the second and third teamers as, uh, you know, there's been a lot of subs in and not a ton of drop offs. So love the, the impact and the work that these guys have put in. Parrot takes a three step drop, wants to uncork it. He's going to go long, and it is going to be the closest receiver, I believe, was number uh, 16, Casey Cobble, or number 15, Eli Cobble. And uh, it is going to go incomplete. Uh, the intended receiver. I think it was intended for number 10. Uh, That's Braden Perkins, but incomplete. I think that's because all the defense stayed with number three. Tummins was not going to break us. 1.39 after the incompletion. The clock will stop as Prayshawn Jones checks back in for Bearden. You can always find him because he's got the long hair out of the back of the helmet. It's going to be a bad snap. Parrot will pick it up. He's going to be around midfield when he tries to throw it, and he's going to have a face full of 52, and he gets it out to a safety valve. I think that's number 23. I think that's going to be Jason Thompson, 22, Ben, ben and that's going to be Preyshawn Brown.
2: Yeah, bad snap. He rolls out to the right side of the field. Nothing's there. What
1: I like about Parrot
2: is he's looking down the field. And he finds the open receiver on the sideline. So he's going to grow and develop. He's going to learn from these mistakes.
1: Third down and short. It's going to be out of uh, the reach of number three Tummins. It's going to be behind him. It's going to be fourth and three as we near one minute to play in this matchup. Uh, Yeah, give Parrott a lot of credit. That bad snap, he, he had retreated maybe 20 yards. It would have been real easy to look up with blinders on and see a bunch of Rebels and just fall, just go down. Uh, But Parrott rolled out to the right, found Preshawn Jones, and and lived to fight another day. Sophomore. Yeah. Yeah, two more years of this. As uh, Parrott's going to be in shotgun, he's going to hand off. That's going to be to Ironside. Ironside pushes up forward, but I think, yeah, I think it's a good spot. They're going to call him down a yard short. And I think that will uh, that will seal the fate as it will turn them over and the Rebels will turn back the Bulldogs yet again. I think that's three or four fourth down stops for the Rebels. That's huge for this defense. Yeah, Covert gets some shoestrings on that tackle. It's it's going to be hard to pick. I think it's uh, I think we've got some talking to do when we go to the post Clemmer will check in. Fifty eight point eight seconds to go. Bearden does have all three timeouts. So we'll see what Coach Jones, uh, if he puts them in his pocket, or if he uh, if he exhausts them and don't got room on the bus, we'll find out. Clemmer's going to take the shotgun snap. He's going to hand it to his running back. That's going to be Price Davis into the game. He gets his first carry tonight. Uh, but again, Price grabbed by his jersey and slung backwards. Uh, but held on to the football. Good job by uh, Price Davis, another uh, you know young star that's going to have some good opportunities for the Rebels. Uh, just uh, just not in the uh, in the cards tonight, as this was a tussle uh, for for the better part of about 40 minutes of this football game.
2: Yeah, coming into the game, 17 runs for 147 yards and two touchdowns.
1: He's a downhill runner and he's not scared. Should be the last snap of the game. Clemmer does go in victory formation in shotgun. He'll take a knee. And he will uh, tap his lineman on the head. That tells me it's over. And Coach Hunt and company will head to the 50-yard line to shake hands with a, a Beard and Bulldog squad Ben that brought the fight and carried it, like I said, for about 40 minutes. But the Rebels outlast the Bearden Bulldogs here on Homecoming. And as the clocks finally hit zeros, your are Rebels 28, the visiting Bulldogs 7. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. When we come back, the 95.7 Duke FM postgame show where we name the Smoky Mountain Axe House Player of the Game. We'll be right back.
11: Got a paint project, but your life is crazy busy? Let Keith Lane of Painter One Knoxville do it for you. Painter One is your first choice for all your painting needs. Paint really does have a powerful impact on mood, perception and emotion. A warm, vibrant interior or reinvigorating outside walls? Trust Painter One. Exceptional customer service and communication. Two-year warranty and more. Renew your space. Renew your life with Painter One Knoxville. Online at PainterOne.com. Painter One is a proud sponsor of Maribel high school football.
8: If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executives and they can help with all your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. The Dwight Price Group. Call 888-SOLD which is 865-888-7653 or go to DwightPrice.com. The Dwight Price Group. The right home
7: phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense.
4: You can get a Kitchen Tune-Up in just days, not weeks, with Kitchen Tune-Up. Locally and family-owned Kitchen Tune-Up can update your kitchen with cabinet refacing, painting, new countertops, and backsplash, even a full custom kitchen makeover. The skilled craftsman at Kitchen Tune-Up can transform your outdated kitchen in days, not weeks. Choose American-made cabinetry and accessories, or save time and money with cabinet refacing, remodeling your expectations in days, not weeks. Learn more at kitchentuneup.com. Kitchen Tune-Up is a proud sponsor of Maryville High School Football.
13: Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage in Maryland. And folks, it's finally fall. That means cooler temperatures, shorter days, high school football, and pumpkin spice mortgages and refis from Volunteer Home Mortgage. Rates are still at historic lows, and buying or refinancing now could lock in the lowest rates in decades. Call me and let's see how we can save you some money. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500, 865-238-7500, or text volunteer to 33655,
0: NMLS 1641325. Whoa, Nellie, 48 minutes never look so good. This one will hit the record books as a big Red Rebel victory. Now, it's time to recap tonight's win on the 95.7 Duke FM post game show. A full game recap, final stats, and updates from games around the area. Oh yeah, and naming the Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game. I know who gets my vote.
1: Welcome back to Rebel Radio, Maryville High School. We're on homecoming. The Rebels knock off the Bearden Bulldogs 28-7. A uh, great performance by Noah Vaughn, a great performance by this Rebel defense, and it has put the pressure on, Ben, as uh, we have to name the Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game. We will hold that uh, that comment for just a minute. Final statistics statistics brought to you by the uh, the sultan of stats mr ken main uh looking at the the scoreboard 28 to 7 is what we'll remember uh 28 to 7 in favor of the red rebels 15 first downs for the rebels 17 for bearden again i'll put an asterisk on that one because we we gifted them maybe three of those uh it looks like on the on the ground 33 rushes for 272 for the rebels 35 carries for 57 yards for Bearden. Really held the running game in check for for the Bulldogs. Passing yards, Rebels with 80 yards on, uh, on eight completions. And then Bearden, 143 yards on 17 completions. Total plays, 45 for the Rebels for a total of 352. And 64 total plays for Bearden. With a total yardage of 200 yards, uh, we talk about penalties. That was a, a contributing factor for the Bearden success story. Uh, if they had what they had was uh, was surrounded by some penalties. Seven penalties for the Rebels for 69 yards. But look at Bearden, eleven penalties, huge yardage uh, for the Bulldogs. Yeah, I
2: tell you that right there. That is a difference maker, Wayne
1: penalties Well, and I, I think they they had some penalties that kind of stumped their toe on some drives, uh, but ultimately individual stats. It's just it's just off the charts what Noah did tonight. And again, that long 99-yard scamper after a big turn back uh, by the defense. 22 carries for Noah Vaughn, 246 yards. That 99-yard long. Gage Ledoux had seven carries for 27 yards. DJ Gillins one for three, and Price Davis one for one. Matthew Clemmer, 8 for 12 passing, 80 yards, a touchdown, did have the pick. Uh, and, and then in the receiving category, Gage Ledoux, 4 for 40. Eli Elkins, 2 for 21 and a touchdown. Zeke McCoy, 1 for 13. And D.J. Gillens, 1 catch for 6 yards. Look at, at Bearden, their they're, uh, they're horses. Prayshawn Brown, probably the most impressive looking back. Uh, eight carries for 20 yards and a touchdown. And actually, Kai Ironside leads the way for the Bulldogs. 11 carries, 22 yards. Yeah, and they got the tough yards when they needed to get those tough yards. But I think you speak to uh, to Sam Tummins. Uh, it's a, it's huge for, for him. He, he is a great player for the Bulldogs. Eight catches, 73 yards. Ethan Ford, number 16, three catches for 33. Those two guys really uh, extended some drives for the Bulldogs. Gave them a chance, but that Rebel defense, stingy to say the least. Yeah, and Tummins had those two interceptions tonight as well. Yeah, Tummins had, had a good night on the defensive end, but uh, was a producer on the offensive end. Uh, scores from around the area, Ben, as we, uh, we await our uh, Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game. Uh, again, uh, Bearden uh, just unable to get on the board. Uh, this is now, uh, this will be the 21st victory for the Rebels in this series that sits at 21-2-1 and one overall. What's the scores look like, Ben? So next week's opponent, Science Hill, they win 35 to
2: nothing over William Blunt. That is a final. Um, Alcoa, uh, a final out there, 46 to 20 over Pigeon Forge. Um, Carter beats Scott, 56 to nothing. Knox Halls is in the fourth quarter, 43 to 7 with Cock County. Uh, Farragut defeats Cleveland, 42 to 13. Bradley Central over Hardin Valley, 24 to 17. Heritage in the fourth quarter. 28 to 25 with Knox Central, so a close game for
1: Coach O out there. I mean, that's a huge. If he can pull that upset, that is a not too far gone state champion in Knox Central. Maybe maybe four years ago, that was a back to back state championship program.
2: And Coach Hunt talked about West being a tough opponent in 5A. Uh, 49 to nothing over Sevier County. That's a final. Gatlinburg Pittman 47 to nothing in the fourth quarter with uh, Union County. Uh, McMinn Central 26 to six against Brainerd. Uh, Powell 22 to six against Clinton. That's a halftime score that's been reported to us. I'm looking down here for the burn and the boot. Oakland. Uh, Oakland is playing against
1: Siegel right now in the second quarter. It's 28 to nothing Oakland. So there's a, there's a score update of interest. But uh, as it's homecoming here at Maryville, a lot of, uh, lot of uh, crowd on the field at Jim Renfro uh, just soaking it in. A big 28-7 to victory here on homecoming. We're going to take a break, listen to some more great sponsors, but you're listening to the 95.7 Duke FM postgame show right here on Rebel Radio, 95.7 Duke FM. It's barbecue time in Maryville, and Pistol Creek Eats is your local fix for award-winning melt-in-your-mouth brisket and barbecue. They're a fan-favorite barbecue food truck in our area, and Pistol Creek Eats can be available for your block parties, catering, and tailgate needs. Looking for a quick stop for quality barbecue? Look no further than a Taste of Blunt award winner in Pistol Creek Eats. You can check out their website, PistolCreekEats.com, or you can check them out on social media to see where they're gonna be each and every week, but Pistol Creek Eats, Blunt County's own top shelf barbecue. And you can thank me later.
6: Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee? Want a realtor with the honesty and integrity you deserve? Then you need to call Cody Knuckles with Keller Williams Realty in Maryville. Cody is a realtor who invests in our local community and will work for you on your buying or selling project. He's people-focused and faith-driven to get the job done for you and make your real estate dreams a reality. So pick up the phone and call 865-404-3033. That's 865-404-3033 and let Cody Knuckles take your real estate goals from a first down to a touchdown.
4: Denso Manufacturing in Maryville hopes you're cheering on your team. Denso loves to cheer on their team and now Denso is adding even more team members. Immediate production and warehouse openings on second and third shifts. Pay starts at $18 an hour depending on shift and a high school diploma is no longer required. That's right. A high school diploma is no longer required. So join the team today. Denso has off shift maintenance openings with experience based hourly pay as well as professional and leadership openings. pay, paid holidays and vacation, 401k, health insurance, on-site Denso-only doctor, pharmacy, and workout facility. Learn more at denzocareers.com slash
7: Marival. Get in the game, join the Denso team, and start crafting your future today. Or visit their website at areocheesewagon.com. Areo Cheesewagon grilled cheese with a gourmet twist.
1: And welcome back to the 95.7 Duke FM postgame show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside this week's Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game, Cannon Johnson. Cannon Johnson, we, we tussled over it and ultimately win the, you won us over uh, with that last pick and that aggressive play all night long. Cannon, congratulations, buddy. Thank you. Hey, con- congratulations is an order uh, for this whole football team. A lot of adversity in the first half, but that defense really uh, kept Bearden in check, uh, Pushed, held them off the goal line twice, yes. and then ultimately turned them back with that big pick there uh, to kind of diminish any uh, forward progress they had. But what did you see out of that offense? What did they do well? Uh, they were a great offense. They a uh, quick quarterback, good receivers. We knew they were a lot better than last year, and um, we had to be ready. And the uh, first half was kind of like, iffy, but we, we tightened up in the second half and got it done. I, I tell you, at the corner position, you do a lot of things well. A lot of times you're going to get the, the wide receiver one. And uh, tonight it was uh, it was number three for Bearden, and I thought for the most part of the game you kept him in check. And then ultimately uh, when they went to the well one too many times, you made them pay at the end with the interception. What did you see on that play? Yeah, he's a great player,
3: fast. We've watched him. He's been a big priority in film all week, and uh, I wanted the assignment. I always want the best receiver. Like I can cover them all, and um, yeah, he just rolled. I think rolled, and uh, he just overthrew him, and I was there to pick it off.
1: And and again, as a DB, you said you always want that assignment. You always want the number one. I, I guess uh, what does that? Where does that mentality come from? Is it from when you played uh, in youth football? Have you always been there? I have just
3: always had it. I just want to be the best, guard the best. Just, I've always had it.
1: Well, iron sharpens iron, and it did tonight. Uh, you, the rebels come out on top, twenty-eight to seven. But uh, but Cannon, uh, great night tonight. Uh, got a week to to, to kind of think about it, but then ultimately next week, go back on the road. We've been able to stay at home for a good long time, mm-hmm. but we'll head to Science Hill, uh, a big venue up there, but one that I think the defense and this rebel squad is up to the task. Yes, sir. Congratulations, buddy. Big win tonight on homecoming. Uh, if I if I'm saying it right, four and zero on homecoming. Are your is your senior class yes, so that's huge that's that's a great great feeling but uh, Cannon as the player of the game you get to help us close out tonight's broadcast it's been a great one been appreciative of all the sponsors that's got us in and out of the breaks but the Red Rebels have capped off Homecoming week victorious and perfect in region play at two and zero and that means a big Red Rebel victory the Rebels improved to four and one as the Bulldogs of Bearden fall to three and two final score for Maryville High School Maryville twenty eight. Beard and Seven, let's look to finish up tonight's broadcast and thank those that make this possible. Thank the great administration at Maryville High School and Athletic Director Landon Harris. Thanks to all the sponsors that get us in and out of the breaks. Thanks to the Sultan of Stats, Ken Maine, for the up-to-minute stats each and every week. A special thanks to Miss Laura back at the studio for getting us in and out of the breaks. But for Ben Metz, Chris Hibbs, and Cannon Johnson, I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you've listened to Rebel Radio. But if you're leaving the stadium or on the road home, take care, be safe, and yes, go Rebels, go, go Rebels. Rebels.
5: Get ends and then stack them up. Don't let nothing distract us up.
12: Excuse me, Mr. DJ up. Pretty girls get loud Now let me
5: hear you say